Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, and thank you for joining me today for conversations and support for targeted individuals. Today is Sunday, May 24th, 2015, and I'm your host, Renata. Thank you so much for being patient. Um, you guys know I have computer problems, usually around the time of this call, so I appreciate your patience. Um, hope you all are doing well. Uh, let me start with a scripture. Scripture is James 4 and 17, and it says, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth not to him, it is sin. So this is the Bible's definition of what sin is. If you looked it up in uh, the dictionary or Wikipedia or something, may say something different. But the Christian definition is if you know to do good and you don't do good, the Lord considers that sin. And that's what, you, that's what we all will be judged on. If we don't know, we won't be judged on it. But if we know to do the right thing and we don't do it, that's when we're held accountable for it. So that's the scripture for the day. That's James 4 and 17. Short and to the point today. Unprepared. Didn't take my nap. <laughs> Y'all know, know how I am when I don't take my nap. Very blunt to the point. I'm going to try to be nice today. Um, let's see. I do have a few things I want to talk about today. But first of all, let me unmute people. Star 8 if you would like to speak. Hello? Pennsylvania? Hello? You asked to be unmuted. I know. I did, Renata. I just came outside with my chickens. I muted my own phone. I have a little mute button on my phone. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, um... I just think that it's delightful that you sing. My grandma used to sing. My mom used to sing. And I used to sing, and I forgot. I forgot all about it, you know? Don't forget to sing. I love to sing. I can't sing, but I love to sing. I sing a lot. Right about whether you can sing or not. (laughs) Doesn't matter, right? Singing singing is good for you. Yeah, I'm so proud of Amy. I do want to mention that. And then I'm just going to push my little mute button on my side, not interfering with anybody squeaking the door here. You want to come in, Lana? Okay. <laughs> if you want to speak again, just start eight, okay? Well, yeah, I can also just unmute myself, but thank you. I really appreciate okay. it. Thank you. Okay. Uh-huh. It was delightful okay. hearing you sing. Oh, thank you. I'm going to play that song before the end. I'm letting it load. That song has been on my heart all morning. Okay. Here. Hi, Renata. It's Donna in California. Hey, Donna. You sound good. How are you? Uh, well, I'll talk more later. I'm just going to hang back for a while. Um, 
this month is my son's that got killed birthday, and last month was his death date, and um, and then some things have been happening. So I've been crying all day. Um, yeah, I just really appreciate that song. I don't know if I've heard it. It's beautiful. And uh, thank you for having this call. I really, really appreciate you. No thank problem. You. I'm no problem. I'm going to um, I'm going to play that it, that song in its entirety. It's called um, "Take Me to the King," and you can find it on YouTube. It's um, by Tamala Mann. It's a really, really powerful song. I love it. I'm just going to let it load so it can play all the way through. But it's yes. a great song. Great, great, great song. Thank you. Mhm. Okay. Let me see. Let me unmute some other people here. I can't tell if my phone. Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. How are you? Uh oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Wait a minute. Let me, let me stop this song. Hold on. How are you? No, not too bad. I was just going to listen today to see what was going on, but you unmuted me, so I guess I can talk. I've never been one to shy away from talking, so. (laughs) Well, do me a favor. Can you update us on what's going on in Richmond? Because Amy left me a message, but she didn't give me any details. Do you know? You know, I I really don't know. I haven't went in. Somebody said Derek had the whole meeting on his uh, Still, yes, but he don't send me the Saturday newsletter, so I don't, because he told somebody that you could go on there and watch the whole deal, what they got, you know, enacted there. I think it was that they can't use electronics in the city of Richmond. I know I gave her, she wanted, she called me for 100 DVDs of uh, the Brain Invaders and Desiree, and I got those to her so she could pass them out at the meeting, so. Ken, what you got passed is the Space Preservation Program. This is Helena in Pittsburgh. Um, That was um, Dennis Kucinich's bill, and I forget. Yeah, I think think that's what they got passed. Even though I see the mayor and one congressman didn't vote for it. So that means to me she's got more work on her hands. Yeah, she asked us to uh, mail thank you letters, and, you know, hopefully from all over the world people will send in Thank you letters. It's a resolution. There's no teeth to it necessarily yet because apparently Berkeley passed the same thing two years ago, I think. 2011, I think it was. And, you know, it's if you don't enforce it, then, you know. Well, that's the thing. Are they going to enforce it? Because I can tell you that Berkeley is terrible with targeting. Terrible with targeting. So, um, they, you know, there was an article that... Um, Alda had sent me, it was a write-up about Richmond, and they said some really mean things to people who did, um, that, who did vote for, the, uh, for that, uh, to pass that resolution. They, they said things like, you know, they passed it just because it's okay to pass uh, uh, quirky, weird things, you know, just mean stuff. What's the name of the publication? Because Amy said that there was one, and, and Roseanne said something, that they, they they there was an article that was really great. It it just just glowed about it. I'll go upstairs and get it for you if you like the title. Um, yeah, I think there was uh, more than one. I think uh, I hadn't read the second one that August sent to me, but I think that one was more favorable. And if so we there have, 
We forward that to big news stations and big newspapers, the good one. Um, I think we can get some mileage out of it. They might perk up, say, you know, in New York maybe, in the New York Times saying, what was this? You know? And if a lot of yeah. people, like they have 100 people sending it into them or 2,000 people sending the same article into them, they might pay attention, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's also something that we can take to our own city council. Yeah, you know, I'm going to... Put my own private mute button on my phone because I'm outside. I'll go upstairs and get that second article for you. Okay. Thank you. I can. I can, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Nice out hearing you talk. Yeah, I keep getting disconnected, so if you're on mute, I'm going to try to unmute you. So what else is going on, Ken? Have you talked to Reverend Pinkney? You know how he's doing? Yeah, you know, I talked to him. It's uh, been about a week since he's called me now. I guess you know he don't tell me much what's going on legally. I I ask him if their if their pills are starting. The ACLU's helping like they did the last time. He said they were. So I I really don't know. You know I'm trying to I try to send uh, Dorothy his wife a a few dollars to kind of help him out. I, what makes me mad is that uh, Minister Farrakhan could walk in that courtroom and said this is over with y'all's games over with maybe. None of it, he wouldn't be in jail or nothing, but Minister Farrakhan didn't back him up. Now, that's so, interesting. I wonder why, because they were friends. Well, yeah, because, you know, he, he said Minister Farrakhan was at his house. He shot me over pictures, and I've been in mm-hmm. uh, Reverend Pinkney's house, so I know the pictures was taken in his kitchen. So if they're that good of friends, why didn't Minister Farrakhan load that courtroom up with uh People and, and, and him walking there himself say, you know, this here's over. Because, I mean, that was a kangaroo court. I went up there for three days when they were try- supposedly trying him. It, it wasn't trying him. It was just a kangaroo court. So, Interesting. But I'm, but I'm a little disappointed. I, I leaned on Mr. Farrakhan a little heavier, I think, if I'd have been him. So. Hmm. I don't know why he didn't do it, you know, but he obviously he didn't do it. His attorney was was about the biggest piece of crap you could ever lay eyes on. So. Yeah, I, I hear so many people saying that they pay attorneys to do things and then they don't do it, you know? Well, this attorney, when he had a girl lying on the stand, uh, I told Reverend Pinkney, you need to get him to go after her. She's lying. She's nervous as hell. Oh, he won't. He won't do. He won't go there. Said I'd. I'd ring that bastard's neck. I mean, I was very blunt about that. If it'd been my turn, I'd. I'd have been standing up saying, "No, if you don't take, if it, if this don't come out in open court, and I'd have said what I want, I'm gonna fire you." But he, he still thought he was gonna be found not guilty. I, I, I knew he wasn't gonna be found not guilty. So. And how much time did he get total? Somebody said 20 months to 120 months. I don't really know. If he got one day, it was too long. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, it was. So I hadn't talked to him about a week. He wanted me to call the the bar and say I want to file a complaint against uh, the district attorney septic, and I called and told him that. They said, well, we'll have to send you papers, but if you didn't pay me any money, you can't you can't file a complaint. So, I think Reverend Pinkney may be going the wrong way trying to get people to make the phone calls. You know, but 
that's up to him. You know, I'll do whatever he asks me because I ain't afraid of none of them. Yeah. Well, at least he has you in his corner, you know? Well, I, I do what I can for him. I can't, you know, I feel bad because I, I, you know, you can't tell somebody not to be an activist just because, you know, we all know what we're facing. And hell, we're all facing much worse than even being a target individual. Mm-hmm. What made, and and I, what I don't understand, though, Renata, is I look at a lot of DVDs that people send me, like Deborah Tavares. She sends me a lot of uh, clips, and you clip on them on YouTube. And mm-hmm. I, look at the com- I look at the comments. I never see one target individual write anything about us where millions of people are going to read that and see that. And that, I don't understand that. Why they don't do it, and then when they when they do send something out there, they say TIs. I don't just send emails out to TIs. I send them out to people that don't know anything about us, trying to wake them up. And I've had several of them call me, email me back and say, "What is a TI?" You know. Yeah. So they right. they need to get they need to get away from that TI shit, and get to, and start saying, spell it out, target individuals. You know. But they're, are they going to do it? I doubt it. So, well, you know, people like to shorten and use acronyms for everything. Most people know that TI and target individual mean the same thing. Well, yeah, most of uh, most of us do. But if people never heard of tar, they never heard of a target individual. They damn sure don't know what a TI is. Yeah. So that's but, true. You, know, you you would think Derek would tell them that, but he. He ain't going to tell them too much. They might get something done, you know. <laughs> My opinion hadn't changed to him yet. I got, I sent it, I don't know if I sent it to you or not with Tyrone standing outside of there in Florida. He even got news coverage. I think he did an excellent thing. I even put right on there the man, the, how did I word that? Somebody, Derek wouldn't even back. Let me see here if I can find it. I, did I, I don't know if I sent it to you or not. I don't think so. Let me see if I sign it. Mary May, the one Derek would not support. Let me see here. I'm gonna. What about him? What? It... Well, he he wouldn't support Tyrone. This ain't nothing to do with the FLCHS, and you know. So. Okay, not. Okay, I just sent it to you. And he, he's actually standing out on the corner with his signs and everything else. So I helped him out the other day because he was going down to Virginia for Aaron, Aaron Alexis. So I I gave him a few dollars. You know, I don't have the money like I used to have to help people out. But I'll help out anybody that's getting out off their ass and doing something. Yeah. But it, but it's, well, you know what, Ken? That's very admirable of you, but don't go broke trying to help. You know what I mean? No. Uh, you know, no, nah, hell, I'm already broke now, so it doesn't matter. You know, they they make sure you go broke as a target individual. But I'll still be going to Colorado to take the guy that from the Columbine shooting. I'm going to take him over to see his mom because he hasn't got to see her in over a year. They hit her, Who was that? Who was that, Ken? Who was that? That's, uh, oh, man, you just caught me. Uh, he, he's a, a victim of Columbine? Yeah, he's the first victim. Uh, God damn it! Well, you have to excuse me, boy. They're taking my memory from me. Uh, that's okay. 
But he's a he's a victim of Columbine, and he wants to go and see his family. Yeah, Mark Taylor. Mark Taylor, he's the first. Well, I thought I'd already told you, but I'll tell you the story. I went. He told me he wanted to go to Bundy Ranch for the anniversary, so I told him I'll come back and get you. But you know, you I, you got you got to get. You know, he's in a home. He's not in a mental ward. He's in a home. As you mm-hmm. got to make sure that you get all your pills because the last time. He went out of there. He didn't take his pills. They was trying to cut him back, and he went into a seizure. And I'm not going to deal with that. You know, if if he was to die, you'd be, you know, you, I, I'm not going to be held responsible. So I went there and took him out to lunch. Started back up to the other guy's house that that knew him real well, and we mm-hmm. got three phone calls. He said they're going to let me go for three days, Kenny. I said okay, not a problem, Mark. I'll come. We'll come by. I said get your pills in the morning. Because that gives us an extra day. You know, you take your pills in the morning. That way we can leave right out of there. You get that. So you give him morning and night. They're they're drugging his kid up. He's 32 Mm -hmm. years old now. He was 16 when he got shot. And they they put him in the mental ward because he sued the pharmaceutical company because them two kids was on pharmaceutical drugs and he won. He donated the money to a... Uh, breast cancer because his grandmother died with breast cancer. So he, he wasn't doing it for the money. And then he wrote a book and he started, he started, and it started coming out that the reason them two kids did that shooting at Columbine, which most people don't have no clue of this, is that the, the sheriff so far was raping these two boys. Every time they caught them out on the street, they was raping them. What? They was trying to, they was try, yeah, they was trying to draw the police in there to kill them. That's why the police wouldn't come in that school for three hours. And they said, well, you know, we've changed our practice now. The first one gets there, goes in, and tries to take out the threat. Blah, blah. Now they're trying to hide it, that they were raping them boys up there and call them by. So he started, mm-hmm. he started coming out. They grabbed him off the street and said he tried to burn a church down, which, you know, I know that ain't true. And everybody else knows it, but they put him in a mental war and started drugging him. He's been there. He's 32 years old now. Because he so, was telling the truth. Yeah, then they didn't want the truth coming out. Well, even Mr. Howbig, you know, the one he investigated, Columbine, the one that's doing Sandy Hook, and he says nobody died in Sandy Hook, absolutely nobody. So he he's one that did the investigation on Columbine, and he didn't even want to bring it out about the, the sheriff's raping them boys, and Pete made him. When Pete got him on the radio show one day, I got him on. I told Pete to call him and get him on, so we got him on. Pete said, no, we're going to talk about that too, Mr. Halbig. He said, well, that was so terrible, and I'm so ashamed of the police for doing that. But he told us that the police was one, Mr. Halbig said the police was one, was up in the skylight of the school, and they shot 356 rounds into that school. Whoa. But if anybody wants to Google it up, and that was Martin. Sandy Hook. That was Sandy Hook. No, that was Columbine. Oh, Columbine. Oh, Columbine. Okay. So the, the police was one that was doing all the shooting in there. So, but if That's you want to Google biggest. it up, you Google up Mark Taylor and John D. John D. Camp. D. D. E. C. A. M. P. John D. Camp. That was the attorney. Okay. And you you you'll see all, all kinds of videos about what happened there. That's terrible. That's terrible just to tell that bold-faced bold lie to the people. Yeah, and his and his dad, 
once we got him back from Bundy Ranch, I took him down to, he said, on the way down, he said, can't you sure I'm going to get to meet Mr. Bundy? I said, well, absolutely, Mark. What, what do you mean, am I sure? He said, well, you know, I, he's my hero for standing up. I said, no, we'll go right to the house. I said, I'll take you right in that house, and I'll even get pictures of you standing with him and his wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're sure. So I took him right down to the ranch house, and the door was open. I walked right up. Mr. Bunny was sitting on the couch. Mr. Bunny, I got somebody. So I introduced him. He said, you know, I read a lot about you back then. That's been 16, 17 years ago. And Mark said, you know, you're my hero, Mr. Bundy, for standing up against this corrupt government. And, and he said, uh, and I said, Mr. Bundy, he wants to get a picture of you standing with him, holding his hand. Mm-hmm. He's all oh, absolutely. He's all oh, wait a minute. I can't do that. A cowboy's got to go get his hat on before he takes a picture. And Mark thought that was funny. Mr. Bundy ran back and got his cowboy hat and put it on. I got pictures of him. And then mm-hmm. the next morning, I went down and got a picture of him and uh his Carol, his wife, standing with Mark and took pictures. And then I went and got him developed and gave him to him because, you know, my camera it comes out in a, you know, a card, a, one of those cards. So I had to put him in the machine, got him some pictures. And then his his father came back and took him into court. It wouldn't take him into court. but took his lawyer and went to court and got a restraining order against anybody that's taking him out of there now. So his, his mm-hmm. dad... And I asked him, I said, Mark, what's wrong with your dad? He said, he won't. He said, this is the best place for me. So, you know, even his parents know he's not crazy, but they're going along with it. I got a feeling they're getting paid off. I was going to say, why would they do that? Well, either, either he's, well, he's an asshole anyway, but, you know, to put your own kid in a mental ward and let him start drugging him, and you then, then you take him into court, because you know who the government's want to tell him, you you go back into court and get a restraining order against anybody taking him out of there. But I don't know anything about the restraining order as far as they're concerned, so I will be taking him out to see his mom. And, and then he has to what? go back to the mental institution? Well, sure, sure. Cause now they, Does, is he gonna, do they plan to keep him there forever? Well, if he stays there another two years, he's going to be institutionalized all his life. I talked to him because he still got it together. I said, Mark, you need to, when you go see your doctor, you need to ask him to start cutting back on your medication and tell him if you'd like to get out here and try to get a job and go to work like the average citizen. But you can see him on YouTube. If you Google up Mark Taylor and Johnny Kemp, he's begging his dad for his freedom. Why Why can't I have my freedom, Dad? So mm. it's, a, it's, it's a very sad, it's something like what we go through. Just a, just mm-hmm. a different person. Just a, he's still a target individual, as far as I'm concerned. But I think most Americans are. I just think yeah. most of them don't have enough sense to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, some people will die without ever knowing. Yeah, knowing that they were a target. Because mm-hmm. just because you don't know that you're being tortured, your knees go bad, your hips go bad. Well, don't think they can't do this to you. Oh yeah. So. They can and they do. Yeah, they do it to me. I gotta go go to the doctor. My knees not getting any better, so they got me where I can't hardly walk. So I'll be going back to the doctor pretty quick. My knee started out of the blue yesterday. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Some of it, I guess, will probably be age, but I don't know. You don't know what what's what these days. Right. 
You really don't. But anyway, I'll let somebody it, else talk. I, I gave you a little bit of update, so you can let somebody else talk. I don't take up all the time. So. Thank you, Ken, and you are welcome to speak if you like. Okay. Alrighty. Hey, you guys. Um, this, this is Helena again. I want to say that about four years ago, I couldn't hardly get up off the couch. I couldn't walk, and I didn't know that this was happening to me. And I went to an orthopedic surgeon, and I had a Baker cyst in my knee where I was, well, I felt a sensation was electrocution. <laughs> so, um, and he gave me a cortisone shot, and that made it go away. And what Baker's cyst is really when you sprain your ankle, it fills up with water. We call it edema or edema. I don't know how you pronounce mm-hmm. it exactly. Edema, yeah. Edema. When you get it in your knee, and because it kept being injured by this, quote, I thought it was being some sort of electricity. I didn't know it was directed energy. Um, keeping being injured and re-injured all the time, it's a water balloon. That's what a Baker cyst is. That's what I developed. And so, oh, yeah. So time to look for a water balloon, you know, edema or something, because that's what happened. So what, what, what kind of treatment did you get for that? Um, he, he gave me a cortisone shot of some sort. I can read the records. I don't have them here with me. Yeah, right? no, 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 cortisone. Okay, I've had cortisone shots before. Uh-huh. But they specifically told me it was a Baker's cyst, and I said, well, what is that? I mean, is it like cancer? Like cyst always to me means malignant and cancer and he said no no it's it's like a water balloon he said and that came right from the doctor it's like a water balloon because it's been injured did you fall i said no Then i'm sort of like being zapped or something because i didn't know i didn't know what it was oh wow are you better oh yeah it it made it mine's that easy well, my mine went away. I couldn't, couldn't get off the couch. I thought I was going to be crippled all my life. It was awful. Mm. Now they're going after my hip joint. And so for that, I keep Velistat, a big sheet of Velistat, like big as a black garbage bag, and I fold it up into like a fan shape. I actually, mm-hmm. because it always unfolds, I actually put a gum band in the center so it stays in that sort of a fan shape thing kind of together. And I put it in my panties, because if I put it between my panties and my pants, it slips down my pant leg. And pretty soon you see it around my ankle in the winter, you know. But um, as soon as I get that, you know, strike in my groin area to my left hip joint, I shove, I, I have Velostat fans, I call them, you know, like a big garbage bag looking thing, but they're, you know, Velostat is much thicker, like 10, 15 times thicker. And I just put it in my panty and, and to keep it wrapped around, you know, my my whole left leg. They don't get my right leg. They don't get go through my right groin area. And that keeps it, that keeps me, it mutes, mutes most of the strike, most of the directed energy frequency. It seems to absorb it. Not all of it, but it, I can at least move. I'm going to go get that article, but that's what I've learned so far with my stuff that's happening to me. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Let me see if I can get anybody else unmuted. Um, I'm having a really 
hard time here today. Oh, okay. It's letting me do it. Let's see. So I just closed again. This is the second time I closed again. All right. Star eight, if you would like to speak. Star eight. Okay. I'll just check in then. James, are you there? Hello. Probably away from the phone. California. Hello. Oh, we got the silent people again today. Let's see. Hello. Okay. Well, I'm going to play this song that I wanted to play, okay? I think I got it now. Let me put everybody on mute. I'm getting feedback on somebody's phone. Okay, so I'm going to put everybody on mute for a minute. Okay, um, I'm going to try to play this song again. This song was on my mind today. This is called um, Take Me to the King. It's by Tamala Mann. Hopefully you guys can hear it. Put it on
Again, that was uh, Take Me to the King, Pamela Mann. You can find that on YouTube, iTunes, all over the place. I love that song. One of the things she says in that song is, my soul refuses to die. Don't you know your your soul has to just refuse, just refuse to die. They can kill your body, but they can't kill your soul. Got to refuse to die. Wait, I have two windows open here. Let me try to get one closed. I just love that song. Okay. Star 8, if you would like to speak. And I mute you guys. You guys are shy. Who's this from New York? I have several New Yorkers. I never know which one. Here. Oh, we this thing is playing today. I cannot even get the phones unmuted. New York, are you there? How you doing, Renata? Good, Charles. How are you? Well, I'm all right. Yeah, I mean, it's been a been a busy kind of weekend and stuff. Uh, um, well, I mean, 
First of all, it's a long, it's a long weekend, so it's, that's kind of good. You know, get some rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who else is on there? There's several people, probably about 20 people. They just being no, I'm saying, I, I keep, if somebody's repeating what I'm saying or something. Anyway, um, yeah. Oh, you might have an echo. Maybe have an echo because we don't hear that. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, anyway, yeah, so, you know, and uh, looking at uh, um, new places, you know, to, uh, you know, because, you know, you know, you know, crashing in with somebody. So this weekend I was looking for, you know, places for for my own, on my own. That's exciting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. But nothing turned up. I mean, as far as, um, I mean, decent. I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, first of all, you you staying. I mean, a person in my position, it's like you're just in the Bronx. Everybody, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody that's uh, used to be in Harlem is they they pushing everybody up to the Bronx. All right, and Harlem now is becoming rapidly for the yuppies, you know. Oh. Yeah, okay. I mean, studios going to $2,000 and all that type of mess. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. That's worse than San Francisco. Hmm, yeah. That's I mean, a lot. And the, the spaces, the apartments that I saw in um, New York, they were very small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And a couple of places I'm looking at. <clears throat> and the money they asking for, I mean, just a little bit bigger than the closet. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not going for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope you find something. Maybe you can get a roommate and get something a little larger, you know. Mm. Yeah, well, the roommate thing I'm not too um, comfortable with, okay, but, um, yeah, the search is on. Yeah. Well, I hope you find something, and I'm I'm, I'm glad you're in a position where you're at least looking, you know? You're able to look for a place, so that's yeah. great. That's yeah, great. Yeah. That's, a, that's a step up right there. Yep, yeah. Best wishes. Thank you. And let's see what Pennsylvania. Hello. Yeah, Renata, it's Helena again. I I need to go outside. I was in the middle of planting, too. I found the name of the the publication magazine, or is it a – I'm not sure if it's a blog. It's called Truth Stream or Street Media. So Truth Uh – Dream Media, and the name of the article or the piece is City Council Votes to Ban Mind Control. And Roseanne read a little bit of it, like the first paragraph. It sounded wonderful, and then she read like the last two sentences in it. And so if anybody wants to look it up. Okay. Thank you. I swear everyone needs... um uh, city leadership like Richmond. I'm telling you, those people are so open-minded. Most of them, they are, they are awesome. That's the place Ti should live, <laughs> Richmond. Really. Do you want the address to for people to send them 
after they read this article, maybe they would like to send Richmond, California, a little thank you note, you know, spend the 42 cents, 49 cents, whatever the postage is, to mm-hmm. um, tell them that, you know, thank you, thank you, and for passing this resolution. It is called the resolution. The sure, go right ahead. Give it up. Give okay. Uh, the address for the woman who helped Amy the most is Council Member Javanka. That's J as in Joy, O as in Orange, V as in Victor, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, K as in King, A as in Apple. Her last name is Beckles, and that's spelled B as in Boy, E as in Edward, C as in Cat, K as in Kitten, L as in Larry, E as in Edward, S as in Sam. And then she also encouraged that we don't ignore the mayor, just not to slight him because there have to be laws passed to back up this resolution. And his name is a weird name, but this is his I name. Thought it was a fe- I thought they had a female mayor. And that's not what she said last night. It's oh, Mayor okay. Tom, and also you can go directly to the Richmond, um, California uh, Council thing page, homepage, and if you scroll down, you'll see the entire presentation, the 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 video of the whole event from last Tuesday. It mm-hmm. was um, when was it? The nineteenth, uh, I believe it was. Um, I can. Pay. It was his last his last name. It's May nineteenth. Tuesday is when they passed it. So you can scroll down to the bottom of the Richmond, Virginia, R- Richmond, California's homepage. At the bottom, you'll see you can click on it and view the whole thing in the testimony. Um, okay, Mayor Tom, and his last name is Butt, like B-U-T-T. Um, and the address is for both of them. And if she encourages sending two cards or maybe two notes addressed to each one. City Council. 440 Civic Center Plaza, Richmond, California. The zip code is 94804. So that's it. I'm going to mute myself, okay? Thank you, Helen. Just a note on that, that, uh, Javanka is a um, city council member, but she's also the vice mayor or assistant mayor. She didn't mention that last night, but over the many, many yes, months, yes. I've heard her say that, but she didn't say it that way last night. So if everybody goes to the website, I, I'm just glad because I have to go to the library to go to the website to get on the computer, mm-hmm. so I'm just glad she gave this much information. But yes, she is. I've, I've been to their meetings, and I've been to meetings with her. She is the vice mayor. That's why she has the, the power and authority to do some of the things that she does. She's wonderful. She's She's just wonderful. And, maybe we and she's really putting herself out there, you know, by helping the TI community. So, well, maybe we should address the letter then to uh, City Council Member, comma Vice Mayor Javanka Beckles, and then send another note to Mayor Tom. But, um, and that was. Well, oh, I guess because uh, recently, I guess last year uh, they voted, and I know Javanka got reinstated. So I'm thinking that the mayor at that time didn't get reinstated because I'm almost positive. The last year was a female, but maybe she didn't get reinstated. Hmm. She, they Interesting. touched on it just a little bit last night. 
Apparently the mayor is still part of the council, but there's a new mayor. Okay, um, yeah, okay, that's what it is, and a new mayor, okay. Okay, does anybody, everybody got the address? So you can repeat it, because I'm going to really have to run outside and do some Yeah, no, that's fine. Planting. Thank All right. you, we appreciate it, thank you. If you missed the address, listen back to the archives to get it. Um, were you going to say something, Charles? I heard you saying something. No, I didn't say nothing. Oh, okay. Did any was anyone trying to say something? I thought I heard someone. Okay. I wanted to clarify the last name of um Giovanka, but I got it. I found the website, I put it on the the um in the chat room. Thank you, James. And how are you doing? Okay, I I just woke up so I'm kind of foggy, but um I'm doing okay. Thank you. Okay, I'm trying to open up my chat room once again. Just give me a moment. Who this is, it constantly calls me from this number, but I've generally, I'm going to send it to voicemail. Generally, I try not to answer calls that I don't know, so um, please unblock your phones if you call me. Every now and then I'll answer, but most part, I try not to do that. Okay. One second here. All right. So yesterday, yesterday something big happened in my life. Two things, actually. One was my birthday. And the other thing was I graduated. I graduated yesterday. Um, I'm so glad school is over, and I promised myself I'm not taking any more classes, but I know I probably will. But I'm tired. I'm really, I'm really tired. And as you guys know, as um, being Target, everything is like double the effort, double the energy, double the everything when you're targeted if you're targeted in certain ways. Uh, For me, I feel like it's double and quadruple for me to have done what I did compared to the other people. Um, They worked hard. I won't take anything away from them, but it just seems like being targeted, we have to just give more and we work harder, and that's exactly what I feel like I did. Um, It was extremely taxing and extremely stressful to get through it. But it was worth it in the end, Um, and I did take that walk across the stage yesterday, and it landed on my birthday. So that was a double blessing for me. Um, So now I have a BA in Christian Counseling, which I totally, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I totally expect to use in the TI community amongst other places more information to come on that, but that's how I would like for the Lord to use me to um, to help the community first and foremost in any way I can. Um, Christian counseling is very similar to um, any other kind of counseling. It's, it's just Christian-based. Same thing, but Christian-based. It is um, based on scriptures 
and on um, Christian principles, which is what I wanted. That was my heart's desire. So go back to the um, the vision boards. Whoever that was, left a voicemail. Okay, go back to the vision boards that we talked about a couple of months ago where we created some people, including myself, created vision boards, and we put on our boards what we wanted to do in our lives and what we wanted to accomplish. Um, graduating was one of the things on my vision board. I kept that vision near to me, um, and that's something that I can check off of that vision board. So I really encourage all of you to make a, have a vision for yourself. Don't lose sight of your goals because you're targeted. I was thinking yesterday that what really what we should do is we should um, set our goals for ourselves as if we're not targeted at all. Just set your goals and set out to accomplish those goals as if you are not targeted at all. And as I said, it's double time for the TI. It's it's true. It's really, 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 really um, was not easy for me to accomplish that. But it it made the day all that much more special because I know what I had to go through. I don't care how um, easy my life may look to um, to people because I hear it all the time. Oh, you seem so strong. You you know things look easy. Um, and I thank God that I don't show my emotions on the outside. I don't think any of us should, but sometimes it's hard to you know to keep them in check. I understand that. So I thank God it, it looks easy. But I'm here to tell you, it's not easy. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for uh, for any targets. But Hard has never meant impossible for me. It has just meant that I have to work that much harder. And that's one thing I thank God for gifting me with. I've never been afraid of challenges. I've never been afraid of hard work. Um, But I sleep good at night because because it wears me out. Um, But we have to just keep going. So I want to encourage somebody that, You may not want to do what I did. You may not want to do what the next person did, but set your goals, whatever your goals may be. Charles just said he's going to find him a place. I believe Charles is going to do that because he's very driven, you know, and you have to be driven. You cannot let these people take from you what you deserve. You can do it. I'm here to tell you, you can. You can do it. I don't care how big or how small. I don't care what you need to, 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 to accomplish. If you need to look for a place like Charles is doing, you need to look for a job. You need to get back to that hobby that you once enjoyed. Whatever your goal is, big or small, go at that goal as if you're not even targeted. That's the best way I think it is to approach it. You're going you're gonna to run into so many obstacles. It, it's true. And maybe not everybody, but, you know, a lot of targets do. But it shouldn't stop you. Don't make it easy for these people. Do not make it easy. Make them work for make them work to target you. Go out, do whatever. You know, I had to deal with the police harassment. I had to deal with the people in the class targeting me. I had to deal with the men hitting me on my shoulders. I had to deal with them throwing my books on the floor week after week. Literally, 
throwing my books on the floor week after week. I had to deal with all the little shade they were throwing, trying to, I had to deal with it. I had to deal with it. I had to deal with it all the way up to walking across the stage yesterday, but I did. I did. I accomplished it, you know, and it's not, I'm not saying it in a bragging way. I'm saying it to encourage someone that it doesn't really matter what you have to go through. You have to go through it, and it'll be worth it for you in the end. They want us to think that we cannot get what other people can get, but we can. We can. Cause, and I'm saying that because I hear targets tell me all the time, I can't. They won't let me. I tried. I Go around. Go over. Go. Trust me. I had to go through a whole lot more than anybody else in that class. Believe me, I did. I did. Assaults and everything else. You know, so you can do it. You can do it. Just try. Keep trying. Don't ever, ever give up because it's you that's doing without. It's not them. It's you that needs a, a, a better situation for yourself. It's you. We have God equipped us with everything we need. We have a calling. We have a calling. You have a calling. And if you sit there and let them rule you by fear, you're not going to walk in your destiny. You're never going to walk in your destiny if you allow yourself to be ruled by fear, if you're not willing to challenge yourself to greatness. You have to challenge yourself to greatness. You really do. You have to wake up that sleeping giant inside of you because it's in there, but you got to bring it out. And you can't be afraid to bring it out. This is how you build your character. This is how you build your endurance. This is how you build your strength, your patience, your everything you need. It's in there. But you're going to have to wake it up. You're going to have to wake it up and stand up to these bullies and tell them in so many ways, I deserve this too. You know, whatever they're doing, they're going to be held accountable for it. I really believe that. I do. So I just want to encourage you to, you know, follow your dreams. Don't let your dreams die. Your dreams don't have to die. If they die, it's because you let them die. You should have dreams. We all should have dreams. And and another thing, let me say this. Don't don't ever think you're too old. I I, I turned 51 yesterday. 51. 51. How long have I been going to school? Um, let's see. What's 1984 minus 2015? That's how long it's been. A class here, a class there, a class here, a class here. Taking these classes. Then start getting targeted. And the police are harassing me everywhere. I'm frightened, scared to death, so I drop out of school. Then I take some more, and then I drop out again. So whatever 1984 is minus 2015, that's about how long it took, okay? But I did it. Hope it don't take you that long to do whatever you want to do, but it's never too late. That's for the older people because I'm older, you know, but it's worth it in the end. You know, it's worth it. So I just want to encourage you to do what you need to do. Do what you need to do. Stop letting these bullies dictate our lives to us. Trying to unmute you guys. I don't think it's working. Wait. My computer is really acting up today.
Give me a second. I'm trying to get you guys unmuted. Oh, my goodness. This thing is really acting up. Okay, let me see. That's why I don't like putting people on mute, because then I can't get you guys off of mute. Let's see. Back to the handy-dandy cell phone. All right. I see you, Jerome. See if I can get you unmuted. Hello. Hello. Yeah, hello. I'm here. Hi, Jerome. How are you? Not too bad. Happy birthday, belated. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So, how's your day? Going good. I'm cranky because I didn't take my nap. You know I need my nap. <laughs> well, my brother stopped by, so I didn't get uh, I didn't get my nap. Yeah. So I'm, I'm cranky. And then with all the festivities yesterday, I really uh, I did a lot. I don't usually do that much on the weekends, but. Between the birthday and the graduation yesterday, it was a lot going on. Yeah, just uh, keep it real and just uh, hang in there, right? Say it again? Just keep it real and hang in there. That's right. Absolutely. How are you? I'm okay. Just doing the thing and... Uh, Fighting the monsters, eh? Cowards. That's what they are. That's all they are. That's all they are to me. Not perps. They're not anything. They're not agents. They're just a bunch of dorks with nothing to do and no morals. <laughs> Look at Bernardo, thank you so much. That was very inspirational and how true. And we need to hear more, that more often. Thank you so much, and congratulations with uh, your success forging on. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Who's speaking? This is Cheryl from Florida. Oh, hi, Cheryl. Well, thank you, Cheryl. I hope that you and everyone else um, goes for their goals, you know, and doesn't give up. Don't ever quit. That's huge, and you've set a very fine example for all of us. Thank you. It's it's not easy, you know. I I will never minimize what we go through and say that it's easy because it's not. (laughs) It's definitely not, you know, and they make things extremely hard on us. And, you know, all of that is to discourage. It's to discourage us from doing what we want to do. 
You know, all that police activity and all those perps and all of that, that's, all of that is distractions just to it, just to discourage us, for us to just give up and say, I don't want to deal with that. You know, we will have those days where we don't want to deal with it. And those days where I just didn't want to deal with the targeting at school, I just didn't go. Or I left. There was a couple times I left, you know, because they were doing their little drama. So I left, you know. But I kept going back. And that's the thing. We have to we have to stick it out. Hey, congratulations. I came in late, but I didn't realize you graduated yesterday. It's wonderful. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Nani. Thank you. Fantastic. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad it's over. Lord, thank you. I mean, school is hard enough, right? School is very tiring. You know, when you you work and you're an adult, I mean, we're, we're of a certain age, okay? So we are not kids anymore. So trying to go back to school at our age, that's hard enough. And just trying to get back in study habits and testing and all of that kind of stuff, that's hard enough. But then to put the targeting on top of it, oh, my goodness. It's, You're it's still young. Terrible. You're still young. I am, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not my children's age. I'm not high school age. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's, so it's, it's gotta be, they've got to be uh, like leaders. They, not everyone can be a child or, you know. Or juvenile, we, there's got to be people that are mature, but, you know, that's a good age to be, good age. Well, and, you know, I was I was thinking about, um, oh, thank you, uh, Manapa in the chat room is telling me congratulations. Thank you. Um, I was thinking about why I decided to challenge myself to, to finish college. And I'll just share it with you guys. I, I did not get... Um, a lot of encouragement growing up. I didn't get a lot of encouragement. My sisters and brothers, I felt, got a lot of encouragement, mainly because they played sports and they were outgoing and I was not. And so my sister had said to me, well, you didn't really, you didn't really want to do anything. That's why our parents didn't encourage you. I said I did. But nobody took the time to find out what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? No, I was not the basketball player like my sister was or, you know, the singer like my other sister was. I wasn't sad, but I had a few things that I wanted to at least try, but I I was not given that encouragement. So, And I didn't like school because it was too hard for me socially. I did not like high school at all. And so I finished high school, and then I just went straight to work. But then as the years went by, I thought, you know, I'd like to get a higher education. Then I took classes here and classes there and classes here, and then I quit because of the challenge of it, you know, and then the targeting stopped. And, you know, so it just got hard. It just got really hard. But then I decided, no, I deserve that accomplishment, you know, and I want to do something, you know. So then you just get to the point where you just you just do it. You face the challenges and you do it. Hard as it may be, you do it. So I want to encourage somebody to just just do it, one one step at a time. That's the other thing because it can get overwhelming when you look at oh, I have five years to go. I have ten years. You know, it gets discouraging. So just you know, just do it. 
You're a terrific. You didn't even, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just said you're a terrific example. I grew up with the idea that, um, let's see, do you go to college or do you do something else? You know, mother and dad expected because they worked. They work like dogs to put their kids mm-hmm. through college. You know, the thrill. And I, I was so immature, completely immature. I would have been better to wait about ten years. You know, at, in terms of maturity. And knowing what's going on in the world and that sort of thing, so you do bring that to it. But um, the way you did it, I I just have to I just have to congratulate you over and over and over. It's wonderful. It's I took things for granted, and those of us who took it for granted don't really understand how um, what kind of tenacity and and self you know get your self image, keep your self image going, and that sort of thing that you have to do in order to work and go to school at the same time and in order to raise your kids and be a wife and all of, all of that. I, I, you did terrific. Congratulations. I'll, I'll bless you all the way through. <laughs> it's wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate it. And it's, it's really in my heart to um, to do something to uh, help the TI community. So that's totally what I expect to do. I'm going to pray on that some more. But um, I think we need our own everything. You know what I mean? We need our own attorneys, our own therapists, our own pastors, our own whatever, you know, because so many people in this community don't really want to go outside the community because of the targeting. Yeah, right. You know, so I I totally, totally um, plan to use what I learned um, in this community and other places as well. Good girl. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. The salvation in this thing is to be outside the community. I like to um, stay in communication with TIs for sure, but just sitting and hearing the same troubles over and over and over and over isn't going to help me at all. That's why I get out in the community too. I think it's really important. And you're you're just launching a whole <laughs> a whole. Um, time of being in the community and working and doing it, um, doing stuff outside it. So you can't, we can't let this thing take over our whole life. There's too much fun to be sure for that. Nobody knows how long we're going to live. So um, we can't let these people control it, you know. That's so true, Lonnie, and it is important to go outside of the community, and it's important to be about solutions. I really don't mind talking about, you know, what we go through to a limit, you know what I'm saying? Because I do believe in processing. It has helped me beyond measures to be able to talk with you all about the the things that happens to me with my targeting. But we can't stay there. We have to move on with our life. Completely. You know, that's that's my only thing. We have to. We have got to. You know, how are you going to come out of it? That's my thing. How how are you going to come out of it? <laughs> okay, this is what they're doing, but what are you going to do? You know? yeah. And another thing came to me too this weekend is that we should um, we should talk more about uh, victories because we do have victories, you mm-hmm. know. And there's a scripture that says we overcome by our testimony. So mm-hmm. when you talk about your testimony, um, a testimony in the Christian realm would be um, how the Lord brought you through something or how you challenge yourself to something, or um, I was afraid to do this yesterday, but I had the courage to do it today. You know, any small victory, anything, 
You know what I'm saying? It's important to share those things just like we share. They did this. They did that. They did this. It's very important to share those small victories, big or small. Exactly. And that's what I want to start doing more of on this call because good things do happen to us. Not, I mean, we take so much for granted, really. I mean, we could just start with the fact that we woke up this morning. That's a good thing right there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we need to talk about those things. So, Lonnie, what good has happened in your life in the last couple of days? Oh, <laughs> I just, let me think of some things. I'm just starting <laughs> to watch. <laughs> they like to step it up on holidays. And, you know, at church this morning there was a guy uh, who stood up, the former, you know, service man, and he was talking about what Memorial Day really supposed to be like. You know, it, it's gotten to be family time, hot dogs, you know, apple pie and that sort of thing, and people shopping, <laughs> whatever. But it's very important. Um, so I'm going to tell you about one person that comes to mind. And this is a story that's kind of quick and short, and you may not relate to it, but when I, when I did my Red Cross service during the Vietnam War, I had just gotten there. I had never... Uh, done anything. I was all set to be the girl next door and do these planned programs and present them to people and go back home, you know. This first thing we did, went to, was it was like a mixer, they called it. So mm-hmm. the five of us girls went and we visited with an army unit. They were in from the field. One guy came up. It, this is the first person I had met and his name is Sweet. I'll never forget his name. Because um, he said, just just a kiss. One kiss. I said, wait a minute. This is not why I'm here. <laughs> I tried to make that very clear. I said, this is, they said, Swede really just needs a peck. Just give me a peck. I, I looked at the girl, and they were sitting there waiting for me to give this guy a kiss. Okay. So I just kissed him lightly on the lips, and I thought, I'll never do that again. That, you know, because it's supposed to keep up a better image and that sort of thing. So that was three weeks later, his helicopter went down and he died. And it was just a very short time before he was supposed to go home. He was finishing his tour. So when I think of Memorial Day, I think of the people I think of. And that's what it's all about. So um, I thought what the guy said this morning was really true. And these perps, I don't know how they grew up, but they like to get worse during things like Memorial Day, the 4th of July, that sort of thing. Anytime there's a holiday, they celebrate it by getting worse. And I'm not going to let them do that because I'm going to think about people like Reed and uh, other people I knew at that time who did not come home. And that's what we're supposed to be thinking about, you know. So anyway, that's, that's all. Thank you, Lonnie. Well, I'm sorry to hear that about that young man. Yeah. Well, never know. Tomorrow is not promised. That's why we live our best life today. Mm-hmm. You know, that is too bad. I'm sorry. And you know what I was thinking too yesterday? What good is a life if you don't live it? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Live it to the fullest. Live it to the fullest. Live it as if there is no targeting going on. And if you have to deal with some targeting, then you you deal with it at that time. But other than that, just live your life. 
I was talking to someone this morning, and I was I was saying, you know, for the people who say I can't, I can't, I hear it all the time. I can't. They won't let me. I can't. I, no, just say you don't want to. That's all. It's okay. I've been there too. Still there sometimes. Sometimes you just don't want to. But you can. Most things, if you really, really, really think about it, most of the things you want to do, you can do. You just don't want to. You know, that's okay, but just admit it. (laughs) Just admit it. They're going to do what they're going to do. That's what they're hired to do. Not a job that you would choose, but they are hired to target you. So just erase them out of your equation and go forth with your life as if they're not there. And if you have to deal with it, then then deal with it. Yeah. But don't 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 build your life around these people who target us. That's Jerome, cool. were you trying to say something? Thought I heard you. Thought I heard Jerome trying to say something. Yeah, I was just uh, wh- uh, agreeing with you 100%. <laughs> Live your life like it's just the way it's supposed to be. You know, I don't know if that makes sense, but. Uh, don't let these people control your life. Don't let them control your existence. Just be who you're you're meant to be. Just uh, God gave you life, and it's yours. Don't let anyone control it or dominate your life. Don't you know? Just have fun. Do what you got to do. Enjoy life. That's that's your right as a human being. Mhm. Yes. At some time, at some point, we have to uh, learn how to overcome life's hurdles. You know, hurdles are going to be there, but we can overcome them. You know, we can overcome the the strongholds. We can overcome all of that. Just just be willing to face whatever you have to face. That's how you gain courage. There's a scripture that says, he who began a good work in you. Um, let's see, how's it go? He who began a good work in you should, let me find that scripture will fulfill it or something like that. So whatever God, you know, whatever he began in you, he's going to, he's going to finish that work. But you have to position yourself for God to move in your life. And you have to be willing to to do the work, especially a lot of people, you know, when they think of Christians and God and this and that, they expect that God's going to do every little thing for them. And he will, but you have to be willing to do something. you got to be willing to do some work. Nothing's just really handed to you, you know. You have to be willing, willing and able to to do it. This is your life. Okay. Let me unmute these other people if they want to be unmuted. I just unmuted some people. Anybody want to say anything? Right. I, had a I had a question. Is yeah. it inevitable for a TI to lose their hair? Say it again. Is it inevitable for a TI to lose their hair? I don't think all TIs lose their hair. I lost mine in the middle. I cut it off. It's growing back. It's, it's growing back pretty healthy. I know some have, but I don't think all TIs do. Are there places that you can move where you don't get attacked that way? I doubt it. I mean, I think if they, they're they aiming to direct the energy at you, they're probably going to do that wherever you go from 
other TI's accounts who have moved here and moved there, they notice that they experience the same thing or worse? I know that I had a woman that was very, very jealous that put me on the list. I may have been put on the list more than once as I think about it, but I know the last one that put me on the list and they're trying to destroy my womanhood. Um, hair is hair. It grows back, you know. No, um, hair. Is, I'm not talking about just hair. I'm talking about many ways. Well, I don't think the plan for any of us is, is a good plan, but it's just how you deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you build yourself up to a certain self-esteem where you would like to be, then there's nothing that they can really do to destroy your womanhood, as you say. You know, Renata, I feel like I've been drugged all night. That's what I, mm-hmm. that's what I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I feel like that they, I mean, they've been doing a lot of chemical stuff, and I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm on something or something. Mhm. I've had that feeling before too. Um, I, I found don't know. a dead body in the house next door yesterday. Wow! I've been really? trying to tell the police. I've been trying to tell everybody what's going on. And okay, I just, so who, who found the who found the body? The people that lived in the house. It was somebody. It was a friend. They OD'd. Oh wow! That's too bad. Sorry to hear that. And I've been trying to tell people, and they say, you know, then I've just got a royal delusional imagination what's going on. <laughs> you tried but to anyway, tell them about the body? The didn't, didn't, they, didn't they see the body? Do you, you, you tried to tell them about the body? Didn't they already know it was there? No, no, that wasn't it. The, the reason why the dead body became a dead body. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, some things you just kind of have to stay out of, in my opinion, especially when you're targeted. Well, the reason I even brought it up was because of how it's affected me. And now the way I feel today, I mean, it's just uh, it's hard to know what to do. Most of the time they're they're not, I mean, you know, once they have you discredited and they have most TIs labeled as mentally ill, most people are not going to listen to you. That's just the way it is. That's been my experience. So I don't know what to tell you, but just be careful because you don't want to get yourself locked up or anything like that. But they will do it. They will. All right, let me move on to this topic here. This is a topic that I'm pretty sure most people are familiar with. Okay, let me describe these people. Hang on one second. Hang on. Okay. All right. I'm going to describe these people. All right. These people 
are jealous, they're envious, uh, they can be bullies, they love to see you fail, they're backstabbers, remember that song, backstabbers, they smile on your face, um, they prey on you, they... Um, they 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 dig holes for you. They wanted. They just want to see you fail. AKA, these people are known as haters. Okay, and I think we all have experienced some haters in our life. <laughs> I was thinking about this yesterday, just thinking of all I had to go through at that school. Oh my goodness, and other places. These people just want to see you fail. Anybody had experience with the haters? I'm sure you guys have. They're just jealous, jealous, hateful, envious people, no life. They don't have a life, so they want to get in in your business. Go ahead, Jerome. Yeah, it's um, I experience it all the time. Sometimes the places that I move to, it's just that um, they always seem to be perps that move in, and they're dealing with a... They attack mostly my uh, my martial art achievement. Like they'll deface the medal and the trophies that I've received. You know, they'll uh, they'll attack those things. So yeah, it is based on uh, envy and jealousy. You know, mm-hmm. it shows when they when they see the trophies, it shows them that uh, you know, that I'm a I'm a I'm an accomplished uh, martial artist. So they don't like to see that because a martial arts person is an empowered person. So they try to you know, attack what's personal to me. So it's a lot of envy and a lot of jealousy. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of hatred okay, coming from these people. Yeah, they are. My firm and my my two businesses and everything. Mhm. They are. They're full of hate. They don't like light. They 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 don't like the joy in you. They don't like to see you happy. They don't like to see you accomplish anything. They're just haters. They, they they sit up and they send negative energy towards you. They probably work some hex on you. <laughs> these people are crazy. You know, they dig these, um, they, 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 they try to uh, entrap you, dig these uh, holes for you, which they're going to fall into themselves. You know, they love to see you fall, love to see you fall. You know, and these people, these people can be anywhere. They could be at work. They could be in your household. They could be relatives. They could be people who you think are your friends. They a lot of haters in the TI community too. A lot of they smile in your face, just like that song said, and put daggers in your back. And I try to identify those people. I think the best way to deal with them is to not deal. With if at all possible, just, you know, the, yeah. they can never be happy for you. They always have something negative to say. Yeah. They're miserable. They're miserable in themselves. That's how I see them. They can never be happy for you because they're they're unhappy themselves. And there's a lot of it in the TI community, and it's, it's unfortunate, but it's true. Yeah, it's um before you can love anyone, you have to love yourself first and foremost. Eh? 
If you don't love yourself, you can't love others. And if you don't respect yourself, you can't respect others. Right. Basic, yeah. That is very true. Very, very true. Boy, my computer is really acting up today. Okay. Anybody? Anybody else? Nobody experienced jealous people, haters? I thought it was haters. The ones in the church, you know what I call the ones in the church? I call them the good sisters. Those are the good sisters and brother Duwat. That's what the I what? call them. I call them the good sisters. The good sisters. The haters. The good sisters. And the, and the men, I call them brother Duwat. That's what they are. That's the nicknames I gave for them. The good sisters. They are sometimes the worst. Very unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. Some of the ones in the church can be pretty bad. Okay. Pull up this article. Anybody else? Anybody? I don't think it's all, I don't think that part is all from hate though. I think a lot of it is um trying to defend their mindset what what they've been uh listening to uh all their life in church and um afraid that you're gonna rub off on them the bad things that happen to you. And so then they go into denial and uh like the Stockholm syndrome. And uh, they're afraid that they're going to lose what they have like you did. So you think that's why they don't deal with you? Is that what you're saying? I think that's why some people don't. I think that's why somebody very close to me for many, many years, I think that's why um, she is. I don't know if she's mind-controlled or... I'm not sure exactly, um, but she's out to lunch. Yeah, she could cause me a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble. Hmm. Well, yeah, they can um, cause you a lot of trouble. Let me see. Um, let me read this comment to you in the chat room. Lost Stolen says, I lost a lot of hair in the fall and winter. It is better now. Tell her to take biotin and iodine. Oh, yeah, I did take biotin at one point. Now, the thing about biotin, be careful because uh, do your research on biotin. Because I think I heard that it'll make your hair grow, but when you stop taking it, it'll fall out. I don't know how true it is because I didn't take it long. Uh, but well, biotin, biotin is very good, but you have to watch it if you're taking a lot of uh, B vitamins, Bs. Okay. I think it's you shouldn't have over fifteen thousand milligrams a day. I think that's the amount. Biotin is pretty strong. It is. Um, and she says switch shampoo and conditioner. And lifestyle also says sleep deprivation can make you feel drugged. Hmm. Uh, Fifth Age Wizard says maybe she thinks she's getting sleep, but they mess with her breathing the whole time. So it's not restful sleep. Get a sleep study. Okay. So that was advice for you from the chat room. All right. 
Let's see here. All right. Here's an article. And it's on eHow. How to stop worrying about what other people think of you. That's so important. Some people are so hung up on what's on other people's opinion and really um, other people's opinion really doesn't matter, especially if it's a negative opinion. Sometimes um, constructive criticism can be good. I'm not saying that because it can be. Sometimes we have to listen to um, people who we believe has us in our best interest. Sometimes their opinion, even if it differs from yours, it may be a useful opinion, but there are other times where, you know, back to the haters, they're going to hate, they're going to do what they do best, so you have to learn how to just flush that out of your mind, okay? So this is how how to not even worry about what people think. Um, and this about says, I can, about the me. part about not caring about what people think, mm-hmm. uh, one is that I'm a Christian and it's been important for me to have a good witness before God and man. To have a good what? I'm sorry? To have a good what? It's been important for me to have a good witness before God and man and now they turn me into something else and it's not it's not a good witness. It doesn't I mean they cannot deny that they they see me living a righteous life but nevertheless I've become a, a nut case. Um, the other thing is that, uh, I, I need clientele in order to make a living at what I do. And if, uh, if you've been destroyed as a person, then you can't get a job in what you do. Uh, it's hard to hold on to people, you know, that would be in your, uh, business, and, yeah, I, I think it is important to share what people think myself. I mean, you okay, can't let well, me do up. Well, maybe maybe that is why you're experiencing the experiences that you're having, Donna. And I'm not trying to be mean, but you have to come to a point where you understand that these people do not have you in their best interest, so why should it matter what they think? And there was something else that you said. Um, You said you can't get a job because they've destroyed you. There's 20-something people on this call, and I can guarantee you that all of their reputations have been destroyed. That is the first thing they go after is our credibility and our reputation. I've done nothing wrong, and my reputation is zilch, but I have not let it stop me. Well, I'll take that back because at one point I did let that stop me, but I do not anymore. And I'm, did you just hear me say what I had to go through to graduate from school yesterday? I went through, these people were physically attacking me in class. These people were intentionally knocking the table over so my books will fall on the floor. These people were extremely abusive to me. They were saying all kinds of stuff, I'm telling you. And I explained to a couple of them about targeting in the beginning and told them I didn't expect to be targeted in that class. And, oh, yes, it will not be a problem. And guess what? They targeted me worse than i ever been targeted at the Christmas school. So it really, 
I mean, if you choose to let what others say affect your outcome and your life, then have at it. But some of us have chosen to move on, and I'm one of those people. And if you say that you cannot get a job because they ruin your reputation, then guess what? You will never get a job with that attitude. Well, I interviewed at a very high-end hotel in the salon yesterday. I'm pretty sure I could get the job if I wanted it. I've got another high-end salon that has called me that want to give me a second interview, and I have a boss. Okay, so why did you just say that you can't get a job? What I'm saying are these are all people that I'm going to have to work for because they ruin my phone. They ruin uh, – your phone is your connection to your clientele. And uh, it's like if, if your clients can't get you until a week later, you're not going to have much of a clientele. Okay, well, Donna, you will figure, you will get this figured out, okay? This, this will work itself out. The obstacles are going to be there. They will be. I'm telling you, for every last one of us who work, we can tell you that we get targeted at work. We can tell you that. They're going to target you. But you're going to okay. have to figure out creative ways to get around what they're doing. That's I don't think you it's guys just, heard me. They took both of my businesses <laughs> before okay. I, you know. I, could, I could give you a whole list of what they took from me, and everybody else can too. It, it happens. We're targeted, Donna. We're targeted. These things happen, but we can't dwell on them for too long. I mean, well, you know, I let me just say this. I don't mean to be obstinate and all that, but I'm not 51. I'm older than 51. And but you still uh, here. You're not dead. You're not dead. Yeah, people want to older than you. Okay, yeah. I'm going to listen. Go ahead. I'm just going to listen. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go into listening mode. I'm, I'm, I'm hurting today. Uh, that dead body brought up all the feelings about my son, and I haven't had those feelings in I don't know when. I couldn't figure it out at first, and um, it's it's a horrible thing. It's just a horrible thing. I'm sorry, you guys, I'm such a downer because you're not as beautiful. So listen to her. Don't listen to me. I know. I just want to encourage you, Donna. I just want to encourage you. That's all. I'm very, very sorry to hear about your son. I really am. And, you know, they try to uh, recreate these traumas. You know what I'm saying? They do. And so I know that um, that dead body next door brought up all those emotions for you, and I'm very sorry to hear that. And I I pray that you can... um, you can you can get through that. I'm oh, definitely yeah. not trying to be insensitive. I know it has to be hard. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I got so much more time. This, Go ahead, this, Jerome. This is Dean uh, Jerome here. So uh, yeah, you uh, just uh, about the the what uh, they think. Just I try to live my life under these, uh, um, you know, with this proverb. I say, what people think of me is none of my business, okay? What people think of me is none of my business. Because if you worry about what people think, you'll never live your life. You'll never get anything done. You'll be so engrossed in what people think, you won't be able to function. You know, it's relative to a point, but uh, not really. Just live your life. Every everyone is going to have something to say 
about you, and it's not always going to be good. Okay, so just concentrate on you. Don't concentrate on what people think. What people think of you is none of your business, right? I know it sounds kind of, uh, you know, a little bit militant or a little bit uh, insensitive, but let people think what they want to think, and they're always going to think what they want to think. You can't let that control you or control your life. You can't do it. Well, I think we have it established that they don't think very highly of us, <laughs> you know. So why would we why would we care? Why would we let that guide our life and our future? If it is someone who um who you trust and who you care for who who you care for and you know that they care for you and they're giving you advice or their opinion or constructive criticism, that's one thing. You may want to consider what those people are saying. But outside sources who mean you no good, why? Why give it your energy? They're just there to hold you back. You know, and I'm glad to hear that you do uh, have been applying for jobs because you have to take care of yourself. You have to be able to take care of yourself, you know. And believe me, when you get the job, and I believe that you will, you will probably be targeted there. You probably will. Most of us have. Guaranteed. You know, most of us are targeted at work. I know I am. Are you, Jerome? Yeah, they target me there. They do some really aggressive targeting. My job there. You know, so, you know that's just a given because you know what? It it it, uh, it goes like this: when you have money, you have to increase your ability to to uh to fight back, right? So they don't want you to have finance. They don't want you to have capital. You know, because the more money you have, then you can buy the equipment to combat these. Some bags. They don't want you to be to be financially able to fight back, so they try and destroy you financially, try and hinder you financially, try and affect your ability to fight back effectively. That's what they want. That's what they want to do. You know, eliminate your finances, but don't let them do it. Keep on moving forward and uh, get a job. You know, just do the best you can. They want you to be at home. They want you to be you're not working, you know? And that's true. And working working does give you a certain freedom. It, um, it helps you to feel good about yourself, too, that you're just not, you know, sitting around and not doing anything with your life. You're, you're working towards your goals. You were um, probably trained as a hairdresser, you know, and that's what you enjoy doing, obviously, you know, if you went so far as to get trained as that. So you deserve, you deserve to work in that field. And if that field doesn't work for you, retrain yourself with something else. You know, there's possibilities out there. We just have to explore them. We have to explore them. How about so starting your own business? That's, that'd be more, you know, be the best thing. That way you, they, you answer to yourself and you don't have to worry about a boss or, you know, you'd have more control of your situation. I don't know if it's a possibility for you. I was self-employed. I had two businesses going. They they put chemicals sneakily around me all the time. I'd be on fire by the time I got to work. And it, it, I don't want to go into all that, but let me just say, I, I told you about the phone aspect, and you're not going anywhere without your phone. That's your lifeline to your people. Well, I'll so, tell you what. No, if you're um, working for somebody, if you're working for somebody, it's going to be harder for them to um, 
you know, do that to you. So, no. Well, I'll tell you what what I'm hearing. Um, when you said you had two businesses, I think that, that tells how intelligent you are right there, that you were able to start and operate two businesses. So that same drive that you had to do that is still in there. You know, it's, no, it'll probably not, be a little more difficult. I don't have the drive now. I had taxes. I had perfect credit. My life is in shambles. You can yeah. you can put it back together. Hello, hello. It's, it's um, yeah. it's you. No one can help you when you give up. No one can help you if you give up on yourself. You, you understand? So if you give up, no one can help you. You know, you have to be willing to stay upright and keep moving forward. Because when you give up, no one can help you. You sound like you've given up a little bit. You can't do that. You have a right to live and you have a right to your life, you know? You need to keep moving forward. You don't can't give up. Don't give up on your situation. Yeah? And when you give up, they win. And that's all it took for me <laughs> to realize that they would win. If I would have committed suicide that day, they would win. That's all it took for me. I've been fighting ever since. So you're going to have to find out what it takes for you to get back in the race. You know, and like Jerome said, don't give up. That's what they want. That's exactly what they want you to do. Don't give up. It's really hard to know God's will. It really is hard to know God's will. Well, his will is for you to live. You know. God doesn't give you anything you can't handle. Know that you're strong. You you don't give yourself enough credit. If you're in this, it's because God knows that you can handle it. You have to believe in God and just moving forward with this. Help us. Don't give up. We've all had difficulties. You're not alone. We all have difficulties with this. You know, we do. You're definitely not alone. You're you like a cat do. with nine lives, with 900 okay. lives. That's right. Even if they, you think they think they got you down, you think they got you down. You still come back. Find that little light inside. Call another person, somebody that you know is going through the same thing. You know, you're not on this call for. Um, it's not a mistake. You're here today because I felt like that like four or five days ago. I was like, why? Why even? You know, surrounded by people that act a fool. Um, by the way, I'm Cindy. I'm Cindy in California, and Cindy, yeah, I haven't had a chance to be on this call. Thank you for having it. Yes, nice yeah. to meet you. What is your name, ma'am? My name is Renata. Hi, Renata. Um, you want to tell us about uh, yourself, Cindy? The only one you want to share. Um, quickly, um, multi-generational target, definitely. Um, I'm from born and raised in California, and I'm really sick of it, and I don't want to take it anymore. Well, which part of California are you in, Cindy? I'm in the capital. Okay, you okay? I'm in I'm in Oakland. That's why I have. Um, I I need to speak to you, Renata, because I don't know. Uh, we could. 
um, I don't want to put too much on here. We can be related. I'm not quite sure. Or I know some of your family and um, that are maybe, I don't know if you have family that are activists or anything, but I need to talk to you. Just to okay. <laughs> let, me, let me give you my number. I'll give you my number. Okay. One second, please. We have another um, target that comes to this call that's in Sacramento. I can oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. First name okay. or do they not give their name? Well, I don't want to. I mean, she's on You don't call. want to? Okay, that's good. I mean, she can, okay. you know, but I, I'll definitely make sure you guys get in touch, okay? Okay. Okay, what is so it's uh, Renata, R-E-N-A-T-A. Mm-hmm. And my number is 510. Yes. 6888 <laughs> I, came I do across. have a lot of family up there. I have a lot of family up there. In Sacramento or elsewhere? Elsewhere? Sacramento. Some I deal with, some I don't. Okay, well, you know, I understand that loud and clear. <laughs> I have some family down your way that, uh, I, you know, um, a lot of people have moved from the true center of the Bay Area, you know, and so... Um, I've had some losses of family and things like this, you know, so um, we go way back. I have grandparents that worked in in Oakland and worked in the war, um, the war factories and stuff like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, and some of us moved away in the uh, 50s and 60s. So anyway, um, you know, I, I learned that I was targeted, Renata, probably in 2000. In um, one, 2002. Mhm. And then it really started coming home for me, and around 2003, four, five. Yeah, it's just terrible, terrible. People used to run by my fourplex, right, and just I'd get a headache from the kids screaming and yelling, and they would just let you know. They were just letting them do this. And um, the other day, um, somebody was talking about, you know, being mirrored in your home, in your apartment or whatever. And I, I would, like, go to make, like, a shake every morning. Uh-huh. And they would be revving their car in the same place behind the houses. They always had a car off in the corner um, of the drive in a parking space. Every day, every morning, from like 4.30 to 6.30, somebody was there revving their car or leaving it, you know, and definitely no mu- no muffler. Okay, so, yeah, I'm a target. Yeah. <clears throat> Terrible. Terrible. Whoever unleashed this, there's a special place in hell, like Dr. King said. There's a special place in hell for these people. Best believe it. Yeah, I believe that. If they don't repent, we'll get it together. Oh yeah, okay. So, so, okay. Okay, so you deal with the um with the stalking mainly. Stalking and um 
what do you call that? Um, the campaign, the the dramas, and uh, they try to uh, street theater. They do the um, uh, break-ins and the gaslighting and the um, wonderful. Um, what do you call? And I am sar- being sarcastic. They, well, that's enough right there, isn't it? I get that. I don't have VTK, but they do uh, mess with the wiring in my apartment. Definitely. Uh, about a month and a half ago, I dug it out of the AC people who tried to, you know, harass me when they were inside my apartment. Always I'm harassed by the AC guys, you know, their mouths are raw, just, just disgusting. So I finally, you know, talked that down and stood my ground, sat in the chair like a grandma, like I know my people would do. And I said, look, I don't want to engage that. And I said it not in those words. I was like, you are in the wrong household to pull that. So anyway, I dug it out of him that my AC wires were spliced. They were spliced. And, yeah, you know, they left it open to the public. And there's like a, uh, a entry to go up above the building. They left it open, you guys, for months. Yeah. For months. I mean, they're just, I don't even, Yeah. And I, I live on a property that the owners own, like, about 400 properties nationwide. And they bought it from um, – and I've lived on their properties before. And that's where my stalking might have started. My whole program might have started under the police department in that particular town with the um, with the owners. Yes. And so um, – I have been able to push my way because I had come from a military family as well as other things, some things you can't talk about and other things, you know, maybe badges, who knows, but I've been able to push them, you know, because you, you fight the law with the law and they, they know, you know, and then they, they get scared. Like one particular family member comes around Vanetta and they just run. They get hyper and like scared and I love it. I love watching that. And that particular mm-hmm. family uh, comes around and they're four-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. Four-wheel driving, you know? Okay. <laughs> and they don't Cindy, okay. Cindy, yes, do yes, you, um Do you live alone? Do you work? Do you, what, what do you... I live alone. Um, I'm semi-retired, and the thing is, is that, oh, yeah, they, they've they ruined any potential little business I could have on the side. Um, they've tried to destroy my credit um, and have, and then also mess with my bank accounts, of course. Yeah. Um, but I've I've lived in this area for 30 years, and there is hope to the sister because I found out that somebody I dated, because they come through that arena as well, he was dumb enough to be bragging on Facebook, right, about mm-hmm. his life. And he, he, he divulged that he's a private investigator, which I did not know. And basically, he changed, you guys, he changed my name. 
and bought something for $10,000 on my name. What? Yes, and my bank had hinted at it, which I could sue them for this. Um, That particular bank that he missed with my credit at that time, they made me out to be the problem, of course, right? And so now here, years later, I said, now look, I went and found out that he, you know, has been bragging about this, and they had told me over time, you don't even know what's going on, do you? This is what they hinted at, right? Did you buy a house? Did you buy something big? And I'm like, buy a house. He and I had looked at homes, you know, so I was on the rampage after that. So I went on Facebook, I went on all these different places. I looked for him and Google this guy, right, and found out, I mean, he pulled a federal crime on me, right? So I have every right to call the Oakland Federal Building on his behind, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And you guys, if you have any proof like that, you just need to do it. Don't be afraid. <laughs> I am a little bit afraid. Happened. Huh? It just happened recently. I don't know exactly when, but he put his last name on my credit report, hmm. which means he used, he changed my name, and we all know that means prison time. But you know how the system of this is, is that they'll try to get away with it, right? Mm-hmm. But I did, um, <clears throat> my fam, my parents are up in years, so they're getting more and more older, and they're getting more like they don't care. Because they're on their <laughs> way out anyway, right? So um, they've tried to be there for me. They've tried to be there for me. But I can't call it, you know, Renata, I, I, I can't put totally a finger like, okay, I trust that family member, you know, because somebody handed me a computer that I know had viruses in it. Have you studied, um, anybody studied the Nor- Gary Norwood? Gary Norwood? No. Gary Norwood, no. Yes, he has a link on Google that talks about I put in, what if my family sold me into gang stalking? So I put that in the search engine, and he has a strong story about it. He has a very strong story about if your family pushed you into gang stalking. And and because I talk so, and he has a great story, you guys. Renetta, I want to sit back and let other people talk because I am a chatterbox and I have made people angry sometimes. So I just, you know, I'm just really mad, just like the rest of us. I'm really, really mad. And I just wanted to say something to the sister because I know that feeling and we all do. And I just didn't want her to. And there's no hope because there is when you find, you just need to find a juice her I don't I forget what name <clears throat> the one that was just speaking that was Donna I mean, Donna hi Donna if you're still there it can be you just gotta get that druthers man you gotta oh really so that life okay well I got 900 more and that goes for all of us. You know, I want to, you know, shit like share. You know how they say share has 90 lives because that girl keeps on coming back and coming back and looking better every single time she comes back. And, you know, even though the last time she put on more weight than she ever has, right? 
Um, but, you know, she's back again. So uh, let me be quiet. We're not up to see your show. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing and trying to Okay. Thank you. Okay. Anybody got anything to say? Anybody? Okay. All right. I'm going to go on with this article then, okay? Let's see. Oh, what happened to it? All right. Okay. Going back to um, how to stop worrying about what people think of you. Um, I cannot think of anything more psychologically and mentally debilitating than always being overly concerned about what other people think of you. Often referred to as being in people bondage. It's basically a condition where you live in a constant state of uneasiness due to your thoughts about how other people perceive you. You worry about how you look, how you sound, how you walk, what you say, and on and on for the sake of making sure that everyone likes you or approves of you. Okay, commercial break. Do you know that I don't care how hard you try, everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's not going to approve of you. That's just the way it is. Okay. I have found this to be a colossal waste of time and wanted to share some tips and the mindset that I have adopted to be able to stop worrying about what other people think of me. And I believe that these tips will be helpful to you as well. Okay, so let's go down. Okay, realize that nobody is perfect. If you're sitting there on pins and needles trying to make sure that everyone approves of you, you have to ask yourself what kind of standard you are supposed to be living up to. It, uh, is it absolute perfection or flawlessness? If so, you and everyone else on the planet are already in trouble. No one is perfect. The people that you are concerned about impressing, are they flawless? Do they have their lives together? I'm 99.99% positive that they don't have it all together, even if they appear to be that way. They may not have the same shortcomings or problems that you have, but rest assured they do have shortcomings. Uh, so keep that in mind and realize that the very people you're trying to uh, to be perfect in front of have imperfections themselves. Recognize that what others think of you is really none of your business. That's what Jerome said earlier. Um, I know that may sound funny at first, but it's very true. They're going to think what they're going to think, even if they may present themselves a different way externally. So even if you think that you can gauge what's going on in their head, realize that at the end of the day, it's still really anybody's guess. It's their business what they're thinking, not yours. So at any time you're tempted to think, I wonder what they're thinking about me, follow that thought up immediately with, uh, with this one. Uh, it doesn't matter. That's none of my business anyway. And I usually tell myself, they have the problem, not me. So whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, number three, realize that whatever they're thinking is totally out of your control. The truth of the matter is that you cannot control anyone's opinion, even if you try to manipulate your own actions or behaviors to hopefully elicit a certain response from them. 
if you change the things that you really want to say to uh, to some, uh, let's see, if you really want to say something you think they would like for you to say, or if you laugh at a joke that you really, of course I lost my place, uh, or if you laugh at a joke that you really don't think uh, is funny, or you suppress and or alter your behavior to fit what you believe they will accept. These are all signs that you're uh, that you're trying to control their reactions towards you and their thoughts about you. Again, all of this is futile. They're going to think however they're going to think, and that is totally out of your control. It is true. That's very very true. Finally, understand that. Much of your concern about what others think is really rooted in the way you think about yourself. Many times we are our own worst enemy, and we judge and condemn ourselves before anyone else even gets a chance to do it. So if there's an area of your life where you feel insecure or lack a good sense of self-worth, you automatically assume that others perceive those same flaws in you. So it magnifies the feeling of suspicion you have that they're thinking negative things about you. Basically, you have already put yourself on trial and convicted yourself before anyone else gets a chance to do it. Go easy on yourself. Refer back to step one, nobody is perfect. Life is too short for you to waste your mental and emotional energy on these things. Very true. Um, that sounds like that sounds like uh, advice to a person that's living just one life, but we're living two lives, and so we're constantly battling uh, a double portion. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really battle with all that in the first life, but the okay, second hang on, life. Hang on. Also oh, hold on, Nana. Hold on a second. Let me just finish because this article gives some tips and warnings. Okay. Um, it takes practice. It takes practice to stop bad thought habits. Be patient with yourself. Stay alert. The best way I can describe it is to think about what you're thinking about. Recognize bad thought patterns and do your best to replace them with positive thoughts about yourself. You will have to face up to a lot of fear, especially when you have lived most of your life in an, uh, as an insecure person. Be ready for the negative self-talk to really rear its ugly head. You'll do okay, though, if you just uh, just see it for what it is and not accept it at face value. Okay. I don't live my life as an insecure person. I've been a very secure person. I worked hard to be what I was. And this is just BS. Okay, well, this is not talking about you, Nana. This is just, <laughs> calm down. I'm this talking about article. the charging is BS. I'm not saying what you read is BS. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, I can understand that. I was not that person. So, uh, but, you know, I don't know. You know, this is off the chart weird. Well, hopefully you can get past, you know, what's holding you back. That's that's all I can say. Hopefully you can you can work past that. I know that you can. Not to say that that life will be easy. You know, you're going to have some challenges. You just have to be willing to face them. I think you know. I've been looking at it, and it's it's 
I don't know if anybody else has anything to comment on this, but I've been thinking lately that maybe I was one of those 50-60 babies that they decided to um, grab onto. Uh, because I, I people that know me say that I've always had more problems than anybody or more pain. They've never seen anybody that's had more pain than me. Um, and thinking back, like when I was young, I can see some patterns that are reoccurring now from things that have been done to me. And um, I, like like I can go maybe a while, it's not like it's not like being tortured with weapons, but I mean it's been like somebody hit me out of the blue in a car wreck more than once. Uh, you know, just things like that. Were you a Girl Scout Donna, or did you see holograms or anything? Because that's what I had. You lived near a military base? Did you live near a military base, or were you a Girl Scout? Or did you see holograms or anything of this nature growing up? Like, you know. Uh, I was a bluebird and a brownie. Um, But uh, my dad was Navy. And I had other family that lived in Washington, D.C. that worked in the Senate. Um, worked in the where? My grandmother and my aunt worked in the Senate in the White House. Okay, then you know that, yeah. But I never associated that, you know, with anything. Until I started listening to the calls and the things that they say. I don't know. No, there's just been other. There's just been things that that make me really think um, mafia kind of people got a hold of my life or something. I don't know, MK Ultra, whatever. I mean, it's kind of hard for any of us to know exactly. There are a few people who, um, you know, someone just out now told them, you know, I put you in the program. I've talked to those targets. But for the most part, we'll we'll just be guessing, you know. So we can't even stay there. We 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 all we know is we're in this program, and we have to. Be I know to. that more than one person has put me on a list, and I know who the last people were, because they threatened me. I didn't know what they meant when they were threatening me, but I have since come to learn. Okay, and so, so that's now what I, mean. I was wondering if anybody. Uh, Help those things occurring in their life, or if it was just a one-time thing, or if it's been like a different people at different times doing it. All I know is, go ahead. I don't, I don't understand that question. I didn't quite, didn't quite get that question. Do you feel like that it was just a one-time thing? Uh, that you being put into the program, or do you feel like that maybe there were multiple people that have entered you onto some kind of a list? I think it was multi- I think it was many people that um, that got this thing into motion. I don't think it was one specific person. I think it was just you know a bunch of people that uh, that got me to this point. Um, that's what I per- personally believe.
I don't know. I does that matter? Does that matter? Does that matter to you guys? Like it doesn't really matter to me at this point. I guess at one time it did, but now it doesn't because I don't see how that's going to be useful information, really. Renata, do you think it's just that wherever, however it started, like they tested on certain people and then it started to be more and then they tried to stop it and it really kept going and now it's just overall going to be worldwide control and they got so many people. It's so many nations now. Um, They want you to get lost in the side notes, though. They really do. Want you over there, wasting time, wasting money. You have to be careful of that, I would imagine. Yeah, this is not Russia, though. This is we 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 got to stop accepting this this this, this garbage. This is not Russia. This you know it's America. This is North America. We got to we got to keep our heads um, keep our heads going forward. You know. They don't even know what's going on in their lives. They think they're going crazy and whatnot. You know, it's just- but the way they're wiping away the Constitution or the, you know, um, it's like it's Russia. And we have a lot of influx from different countries near or that were Russia. So it might be easier to implement things that they had before um, or now. I mean, if we're not careful, we won't have um, a country that we we even recognize anymore. So I, I agree with you that you need to. We need to, you know, stand up and uh, at the very least for human rights, you know, and for some of the environment, and not let them tear down our borders. But that's what the aim is: is to have the North American Union, you know. I just think, Renata, do you, I mean, this stuff seems to escalate at the, right before an election, during the election, and and keep on, it's just escalating to me. There is something you can do. There was some good news this week that happened. Um, for Earlier than that, the House passed a resolution that curtailed a lot of the um, Patriot Act, which takes away our Second and Fourth Amendment, uh, or, or the Bill of Rights and the Fourth Amendment, it, it, it just completely does away with it. We've been living with that for a long time. Obama signed it back into extension in, I think it was 2000, 2010, and it was it was set to expire on June the 30th. And the Senate had so many people against it, there was no way to uh, get it extended. So the um, the let's see. What Boehner, I believe is his name, the head, the head of the Senate, Senate uh, has asked them to come back. They're, they're at recess right now. He's asked them to come back on May the 31st to debate it again. There is a guy running for office, um, Senator Rand Paul, who spent 10 hours talking against the whole Patriot Act. If we could get rid of that, that would help us quite a bit, as well as the rest of the country. But it has to do with we, us as individuals, you can contact your senator, you can, uh, like I said, the House has already passed one thing, which takes away a little bit of it, which takes away the um, the surveillance, that blanket surveillance the NSA is doing. Are the Pauls from Mississippi? Are the Pauls from Mississippi? Is that where they're from? No, I Anybody? Think, I don't know where he's from. 
season. If they, if they are. If they are, you know what? They're mad about how the grid was not fully fixed after Katrina. I'll tell you that. That's probably why he's, if he, if he is from there, which I'm thinking he might be, they're really mad. He's and not. then you got people, uh, you got people breathing down uh, citizens' necks and, and throats, you know? Um and then you got to be surveilled everywhere you go to, and then they take away your guns, and on and on and on. How? Where does it stop? And can it be reversed? Um, that's a good point, ma'am. Thank you for bringing up that information. He's not from Mississippi. <laughs> what I wonder is, aren't guns... I'm just saying maybe. I'm saying maybe he is. But that that's some of the South's sentiment, especially Louisiana, Mississippi, and all in there. I mean, we have disasters everywhere. I, I don't think it's funny, but, I mean, it could be. Um, I, I just thought that they were representative of um, the South somewhere. And it's already depressed there and has been for eons, not making the same amount of money Um my ex-boyfriend was from there, and he could never get a job. Never get a job. So all they had was being criminals or hustling or making their own little businesses and barely skirting by. I was born in Mississippi. I have many relatives there. I was very disheartened. Now, I've been disheartened about the, um, about the news all this entire year about police brutality overreaching their bounds. But there was something that hit my heart. In Hattiesburg, Mississippi, there were two policemen who just stopped somebody for speeding or to give them a traffic ticket, and they got, both of them were killed. One guy was black, one was white. They, uh, both of them died. So that hurts me when things like that happen, and I have to support, um, I have to support that we have to have some kind of police uh, I don't want a police state, definitely not. But we do have to support those in office who are doing the job they're supposed to be doing, which is in peace officers, you know. So um, that's the only thing I have to say about Mississippi. I know that Senator Rand Paul is not from Mississippi. I believe he represents Tennessee right now. But his father, his father was a senator for a long time, and he's not a Democrat or a Republican. He is a, what's the other? What's the other party? Libertarian. He's a libertarian. Yeah. So that's all. I'm just saying that the Patriot Act has been against from the very beginning, and that's something that we need to think about. We have time between now and the 31st to contact senators and tell them to get rid of the thing. If not the whole thing, ask them to get rid of the whole thing. But if you can't get them to do that, ask them to at least get rid of that blanket surveillance that the NSA is doing on everybody, because I think that's what they're after right now. So I would encourage anybody to talk to your senators. This is a nation, hopefully it's still the nation I grew up in. I'm not sure, but it's up to us. My biological father went to retire fully in Mississippi, and he um, he, he had to travel six hours one way to go for um, VA um, treatment. So um, 
I have some heart in Mississippi, even though I was born in the West. And it, he just told me his light system was not working in his apartment. Um, the water, there was problems with water. He was in southern Mississippi. After Katrina, they didn't really do much in certain areas of Mississippi. So we got a problem with our system. Sorry, Renetta. No, it's okay. I'm I'm trying to get back into my computer. So you guys go right ahead and talk. My computer froze on me again. How long have you been in Sacramento? Way too long. Never wanted to live here. <laughs> I've been here like 30 years, and it's something else. Well, you're in the capital, so I know the targeting is rough as there. Mm. Yes, I have a godmother that the police uh, maneuvered with her owner of her apartment and um, young grandmother, you know, and uh, a lot of life in her ex-Marine, okay, a vet, and they beat her in front of her home, in front of her house, in a little place, drug her down the stairs, took her rent money, they they arrested her and put her in jail and then took all her jewelry from her mother. She wore, never took off her jewelry pieces from her mother, and they took all her jewelry, all her rent money, and then they endeavored to throw all her things outside on the sidewalk. The Why owner, did they do that? Why did they do that? Uh, the neighbor was a perp, and he kept on calling the police on her. Oh, so she started it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, going after her daughters because you know they're weirdos and disgusting and um, yeah, they're probably targets. You know the sheriffs up there are really uh, cruel. You, you oh yes, they are. are. Yes, they they are. They're really their their sheriffs in Sacramento are really bad. On the ground, in the neighborhoods, they are, if you happen to come in contact with them. Because they're like the highway patrol. They just really, they go they go into the police areas, right? But then, like, it's really, because it's so spread out that there's different jurisdictions. And you, by golly, you better not be in the, and I'm laughing and I'm crying. You better not be in the wrong area. You better not be on the wrong dirt, because... You just act differently, different places. You better not, you know? Yeah. And, and that, mind control has been linked to the the SAC jailhouse. That pink building, you guys, is just frightening. You go up in the elevator and you see chips in the the the, the, the drywall all around in the elevator. And what they do with the tor- – they torture people in there. They've gotten in trouble. Renata, you've heard about the chair that they lock people into and leave them sitting there, that people no. have died in that chair. They they wow. don't come back for them. They don't, um, like, potty break them. I've had friends that were locked to walls, and I'm not trying to traumatize anyone. Uh, kind of have a backbone, my friends, you know. Um, this stuff is going on down there, and they've been in trouble. They've been indicted for this, for um, harming people, and it came down to that the gang stalking. The stop and frisk stuff and the uh, stop and 
question you in your car and DWB, DWW. They stop everybody, you know, and they're just looking for people that they can throw into the jail down there and do their little thing. And it's been proven that UC Davis is linked to the mind control that and the testing on prisoners in the Sacramento jail in the mm-hmm. Sacramento jail. And you have to look for the story. They actually pulled a man over for DWI and then they put him in the jail and he never made it home. He never made it oh. home. Oh, wow. And they found, they found that he had been tested on. His blood was being drawn. It was being sent over to UCD. And there's so many stories like this. And it made me think, well, what is going on? Not everything's linked, but some things are. Mm-hmm. And, and so what did you hear today. about the jail? What did you hear about the jail? They're terrible. They're t- and they, you're naked in the little chair, by the way. <laughs> You'll never have clothes on if you're in that little black chair. What are they doing by that? What are they doing? Um, it's a way of like a timeout. If you do something, it's like they isolate you in a room and shackle you down to this chair where you're half laying on the ground on it. Let me get a picture. Um, it's terrible. That's, terrible. That's horrible. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. Now, I know they do things like that in the mental institutions, but I didn't know the jail. Mm-hmm. No, I'll is... take it back. I'll take it back. I, I did read about, um, I don't know if you guys know Gerald LaVert, but his brother was in jail for child support. <coughs> I don't even know which state. It was in California. But he was in jail for child support. And they locked him down to, I think, a chair or a bed. And he had a seizure. He had been calling for help. They didn't come and get him. He had a seizure and died. So they had him strapped there way too long. It's funny we're talking about this today because that's all they got in my head. How y'all doing, oh, really? Mr. Hey, Dee, I'm sorry. We don't mean to traumatize you. I'm so else? sorry, Dee. I'm so sorry. No, you're not traumatizing me because, I mean, I got nothing but B2K talking about. I'm wanted for terrorism. I'm planning stuff. They're going to lock me up, destroy me, take my family. I mean, you know, it's the whole show I get up here. You know, and then now I get a note under my door today. My lease hasn't been renewed, so they may just decide to lock my door next week. Why are they and not renewing your lease, Dee? I'm in I'm in government housing, so who knows? They could have put they could have put some real stuff up the line and caused my program to dump my lease. And then it's all timed in with this Jade Helm crap. They telling me that they're gonna frame me up for um explosives around the country. That they put stuff in my mother's home, my home, my sister's home. I mean they I've been talking about this for weeks. They talking about doing some fabulous but they say, Yeah, we're gonna make it bigger than Oklahoma City and we're gonna take you, you're gonna lose your citizenship, you're gonna lose all your money and we're gonna kill you. You know, so I'm well, you know what? It's, it's, it's important that you say these things on this on on these calls, not only mine, but you know, get it recorded, so that if anything happens, you know what I mean. But I don't think. Well, yeah, I see you recording. So give me a second. 
Because my name is Desmond A. Wilson. All right. Already here in Brooklyn, New York, they have had my name broadcasted through the Silent Sound Networks, through the MK Ultra subunit programs of how they're doing the mind control of the people. This is my home city. I'm born right here in Brooklyn, New York. So they have enough DNA and enough of my, you know, fluids over the years to catalog enough stuff to, like, plant stuff around town with my DNA because that's what they've been telling me. I mean, right down, and I don't mean to be graphic, but, you know, they've been going in the garbage getting my my tissues and stuff that got my DNA matter on it, and they're telling me, yeah, we're going to frame you up. Not only that, but we... You know, they're telling me that they got my my DNA pattern cloned and they're putting stuff in here to make me sick. And then it's going to match up with whatever lab work they do to get me convicted. Now, also, I'm being told through silent sound that my apartment is going to be bashed in at any day because they want to collect me on some drug warrants. I live with HIV AIDS. Yes, I've had to purchase... Marijuana to keep myself alive. I'm on a New York City, New York State Medicaid program. I take these medications. I take my meds. They told me today in V2K that they've been tampering by my medication, putting all types of toxins in my medication. So when they do the lab test on me, I test positive for whatever they want me to test positive for which is some type of material that they're putting around my home. Can I, I ask you a question, Dave? Do, mm-hmm. do you think that these are idle threats, or do you believe that these no, people no, be, through the V2K are really going to do what they say? Cause I, I, I have a, a good lot, feeling that they're going to do this because well, I've been, from what they're telling me, I've been messing in the family business, which means doing the research that we do, but then also... I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it plainly. I've been born into occultism. <laughs> both mm-hmm. sides of my family, and both sides of them, and I love them dearly. Work for the government or civil servant programs. Where we're talking about New York City unions, transportation, law enforcement. My mom's is law enforcement. My father's family was transportation. Mm-hmm. All right. So yes. These unions have been watching my ass all my life. And because my father did some dirt with the union, they tagged all his children. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Now, taking it further, I said this before. My mother was involved with the cleanup down here at 9-11 at Ground Zero. She worked in a medical examiner sorting the body parts. During that time, I was full steam into my methamphetamine addiction. And I had to bring my body back from drug abuse because of being a T.I., not knowing I was a T.I., and dealing with the 9-11 tragedy because I worked out there. And I also worked out there in 1993 when they hit that complex the first time. I was only 17 years old when they did that. And now they're telling me, yeah, we're going to get this. I get V2K coming right through my cell phone talking about we got the fire department on standby. We're going to hit his doors. I live right here in Ocean Avenue. Let me tell you something. If y'all see me on TV for whatever reason, because they're talking about they want to have this grand rollout, and they're going to have CBS, two news here, WCBS with News 12, 
Cablevision News 12, they're going to be perched all up in front of my property, talking about, yeah, we're going to have him do the walkout. We're going to do the perp walk with him. He's going to be our new poster child. Can I ask you something? Does that does mm-hmm. that stress you out? Does that stress you out? Well, it does because I know what they do now. I've been seeing it all my life since I was a child, especially right here in New York City. The discoveries that I made, just being a disabled recipient for HIV AIDS alone. Mm-hmm. The discoveries that I made. Many son, I I read years ago that they was testing the HIV medication on the ACS kids. And I was horrified, and this was 10 years ago. I was like, oh, shoot, they're using the HIV meds on the kids in the group homes. I mean, and this was before I even knew about them running their little underground government programs on all of us. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's kind of personal for me because I've been living with this HIV AIDS thing for years. Right. And I've had to take all these medications. And then for me to give E2K telling me that my medication has been purposely tainted, my blood work has been handled, I've had to watch nurses and clinicians in the background mess with my blood work. They mess with my That's blood right. work when my, my mom's tried to get child support for me and my sister because my okay. father had Desmond. people working in the lab. Desmond. Would you mm-hmm. like to um, Would you like to one day educate us on how it is to live with AIDS? And I, I I grew up in. I, I have Africa. no problem with it because being no, no, a listen. CI with this is some Wait, stuff. Listen, 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 listen. I um I, as everybody knows, I grew up in San Francisco, so I've known a lot of people who um, who had AIDS. Um, most of them passed from it, but some lived a long, healthy life. And yes. I just think it's really important for people to understand what it's like to live with HIV. But it's, I don't want to put any pressure. I'm just extending the opportunity. No, no, no. Because I know not... that it is it is uh, very um, freeing, if that's the word, liberating to talk about some of, you know, some of these things, especially as being a TI, because maybe you can help another. I mean, who knows? It could be other TIs living with AIDS as well. And I know the whole stress of just having that, and then having to deal with targeting as well has to be really stressful. So if you'd like to talk about that aspect, you are welcome to. You do not have to. Uh, we can set a day person? and we can do that. We, we okay. sure can because it's like right now I, I feel like I'm on my last few days being that I got my notice, a notice under my door. So now okay. I get to call my AIDS program tomorrow and find out why wasn't the lease renewed. Or now let me ask you this too. What what kind of cult you said you were? I'm not cult. I'm sorry. What did you say that you grew up in? Um, did you well, say no, cult? I didn't grow up in the cult. I you know I was born into sin, having occultic ties around my family. Okay. Like Santeria candles, you okay. know. I don't know if my mom's went that route, but I think she did. Okay. You know, having the prayer beads and stuff, the African prayer beads. Yeah. All right. I mean, she even gave me some years ago. Okay. She, look, Bernard. they're telling me, they we're going to get them in Chicago. They, 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 tell me this, they tell me this through V2K, yeah, we're going to get them at home, and we're going to shoot them. We're going to double tap them in his head. Okay, so somebody's think, calling my name. Hold on one second, D. Who is that calling my name? Oh, Renata, I wanted to make a comment, but it, I, go ahead and finish first. 
No, no, go ahead, because I don't, just how I communicate, and sometimes I just vent, because I've been dealing with, like, this voice to skull, and I'm controlling my reaction, because I don't react to it. It's just, I, when you have, I have a question quickly, Dee, about what children are being tested on. Which, which ones, please? Um, okay, if you're near a computer, look yeah. up... Um, Quickly. What's the keywords? HIV AIDS 2005 ACS, ACS. medication. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, because um, it was just something I discovered years ago because I didn't know that they were using our medications and basically freely giving them to the kids to test on them that had, you know, HIV because nobody had their parental consent because these are kids in the system. So, you know, use them as guinea pigs. Anyway, I've been in government housing all my life, and to have V2K tell me, yeah, we've had cameras in all these apartments over the past 15 years that you've been living in. we got a whole bunch of evidence on you, your drug use, the things that I've gone through. I've gone through hell and high water. I've had to break my own beta programming. And I never even knew what beta programming was. And when I found out, I was horrified to know that the sex kitten programming, this is what they do to gay men. This is what they do to them in the school system. And they start molding you and training you when you're in kindergarten. I think they do that out here, D. Renetta, that you brought up the Bay Area, because I grew up south mm-hmm. of the Bay Area. And... Um, I think I have a little bit of that D because under stress I went there at oh, 19 years old. And I just want to say that quickly. Area. I'm interjecting. Sorry, Renetta. No, go ahead. Finish just to finish what you're No, saying. go ahead. We, want, we oh, want to hear what I you want... had to say. Go ahead. I'm, I'm just saying under stress I went to that, that um, you know, extreme, and I didn't know. And so like the other sister was saying, um, that – uh, she sounds so sweet, and they like to get at people that are sweet for the, especially for. I'm not saying she is but the what is that kitten programming and stuff. The, yeah, is there an alpha? There's beta, alpha. Yeah, alpha, beta, beta. Theta, delta, and there's another mm-hmm. one. I think it's omega. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And that that's all I have to say because I don't want to take over at all. Um, I just wanted to, you know, chime in with Brother D. I really feel for you. And um, fight that lease thing, you know. They can't just, you know, they got to give you, I don't know if it's nationwide, but they have to give you 90 days. I mean, especially on the East. I heard that the laws were, they They did. did. Each notice I gave to my program to have it renewed, but see, my program is in on it. This is a government funded 501c3. They're all in on it. That means they probably got something lined up for me this week to get thrown out. They probably got some damn warrants set up, something. Because oh, I had that. I had that. going to come get you with the warrants. And like, like, like what you just said, the lady getting all her stuff thrown out and put uh-huh. out on the street. Uh-huh. You know, because I've had to gain courage, number one, to get off the drugs, to deal with my own sexuality, deal with my own issues to understand that, you know what, the devil is one of the greatest liars. And for the devil to be in your head through this system to the point where you feel like you want to commit suicide, 
And trust but me, don't. I tried. But don't. Oh, but don't. No, and I don't. I, I, God brought me back. Me getting in a good book and me claiming Jesus as my Holy Savior and the great Holy Spirit. And I mean, getting on my knees to the point my face is on the floor in prayer with my hands crossed. Because they tell me we're going to hang you upside down by your feet. They want to, I mean, you know, they, they got me lined up to be their next poster boy for the country. You know what? I don't know if people advocate talking back to those voices or whatever, but uh, I, know. I have two questions for you. One's a supportive thing. You know what? I had a roommate in college, and she said, God, you're just sitting there taking that from these other students, these whatever. You need to fight back. <laughs> you should tell them, the good luck with that. But you think, even though it might happen, you think I'm going to sit here and just let you rail me all day long, even though you can, but then, you know, um, good luck with that. And I want to, if they say I want to hang you upside down, tell them you want to hang them upside down sideways and again, turn it all around again. I see the V2K as um, much like the how the stalking goes. Whatever you react to, that's what they're going to continue to do. I see it the same way. So if they get a reaction when they give you these threats or, you know, say this, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, they're going to keep that coming because they got a rise out of it. You know, so it's best to try to ignore that. Put your life in God's hands. That's the best thing to do? I think so, because you know what? They, they they know. I mean, we know that the possibility, you know, that these people can do these things. We know that. But we have to just put our lives in God's hands and try not to react to that, because they're going to just keep it coming. All right, I'm going to mm-hmm. give you a little bit more feedback, because this popped in my head. See, okay. my parent is retired from the prison system as a jail guard. All right. One of her co-workers that live maybe about a good quarter mile away from her current location, this lady lost her son. And she lost her son maybe about five, ten, about ten years ago. I don't know exactly how it happened, but I think her son committed suicide, right? So the lady wrote a book about the ten families of uh, you know, where my mother grew up at. Well, I mean, where, where I grew up at, out here in New York. And when my mother told me about this book, this is after I started learning about the targeting. And I realized, I said, wait a minute. This lady gave my mother this book to warn her. Because this lady, which I'm talking about, my mother's co-worker, realized that something more was going on in her life being targeted and they caused the child to commit suicide. I hadn't read this book yet. I've been, like, kind of in my head fearful to even touch it because I already know what that book is going to say. So for my parent to be a retired New York City employee, and I found out all of this crap has originated from this town, Chicago, and most of the big cities like San Francisco, and I, they put a big old bullseye on my back because they keep telling me, yeah, you, you, you F with the family, we're going to put you down. You F with the family. And I guess it's their satanic family, man, the Rothschilds, whatever. Every, I mean, my mom's got this, this damn 
barbecue sauce from Rothschild Farm sitting in her in her home. And I look every time I look at that damn bottle, and I'm just when I realize what these people are about, and I don't even know if she knows or understands and or cares. There's times when I'm sitting up there looking at TV with her, and she's watching all of this crap off of Disney. And we're not talking about the Disney Channel for the kids. We talk about ABC. She works for ABC. Well, not everybody is awakened like we are. I know. And for what me, about you know mom, that your mom, all of them she... involved with this. What, what, are you sure it was like a Santeria edge? Because that's below the border down here. Um, I was learning about that in the 80s from my hairdresser. Because she had yeah. down five. Okay. Yeah. She goes, wow. She warned me. She said, below the border right now, it's bad. It's getting bad. Okay. Part of What's my bloodline is from the border okay. states. Because, I mean, over I got here, Nav- Over here? Over here in the southwest? Mm-hmm. I got Navajo uh-huh. blood. And I also got Mohawk blood, you know, being American Indian. And then Are you Mexicano? Mexicano? Yeah. You mess with, oh, so that, uh, uh, you know what? What? Because I, I was thinking maybe you, I don't know what nationality, but. Um, Black Native American. Okay, so then, like, are you sure it's not African? Um, the Not the dune, it's something worse than that, that the, it's actually, like, death-oriented. Does anybody know that religion it's, that's involved in the um, the gang well, stalking? Oh, I don't know. It's, no, it could be anything dealing with the dark arts because it all encompasses an umbrella. Right. They all fall under the same umbrella. Right, but there's one that is very, very, um, it's very, very, very severe. And um, it, it's it's like if, you, if there's a doom, then it's like 20 times worse than the doom. Yeah. And and it's been I've researched that that's heavily involved and they are very much to strike people. You know, I mean, you, you just, know how satanic it is. My neighbors upstairs have not stopped moving around ever since I got on this call. And I mean, it literally I'm sorry. not ridiculous, in. right? But you know, it's, it ain't nothing you got to be apologizing for because I'm just going to show you how much the dark energy works itself. Because when my thoughts adjust itself and I'm praying and they can't stand me because I talk about their kids in their head. I know they do because for me to find out y'all been accessing us in utero trying to make us like y'all. And now I got all of these children out here, some that are fighting a good fight because they're trying to battle against the darkness, and then others out here, right here in this damn city, right here in Brooklyn, New York. I see these little badasses out here doing horrible stuff, and I know to pray for them because a lot of them have already been accessed and taken over, just like their parents. And I had to fight that as a child. I had to fight demon-ass kids as a child. I mean, literally getting gang jumped. There was this young boy that was gang jumped and stripped on a subway platform here in Brooklyn. They took his clothes, and then they filmed it, and it made national news. That's demonic. 
And that's exactly what these cops and these soldiers be telling me in my head. That's what we want to do to you. We're going to strip you down and hang you upside down. Like the Antichrist. You know, you know when you turn the cross upside down? That's a part of one of their torture techniques. Do you know all they've been telling me is their torture techniques this past week? How they want to torture me? Because they they done planted all of this stuff around town about me. And I believe they're gonna do it because I've been studying all of all the other false flags and looking at a lot of these, you know, um independent talk show hosts and they all say the same thing. Most of the false flags that were set up were set up. Most of the people that got killed, like Tornev, and who knows? Because you know, I don't know. I have no judgment on Tornev. But you see what happened with Aaron Alexis. You see what happened with Myron May. You see how they killed Miriam Carey. And when they killed Miriam Carey, that hit me in my gut because they slaughtered her in front of her child. Are you talking about the Miriam on the call? Miriam? Are you talking about Miriam? Wait, Miriam Carey. No, no, Miriam Carey, the lady who was killed in Washington, D.C. a couple of years ago. But here's yeah. the thing. Um, oh. You, you have to yeah, give me your track because I'll be, I'll be going in. Okay, listen, you have to get to the point where you say, you know what, my life is in God's hands, and whatever you're going to do, do it. I mean, what what can you do? There's nothing you can do about whatever they're going to do. So no, no, don't sit no. up and stress yourself out and just get to the point where just just, just do it. If you're going to do it, just do it. They play with my head, though, because they know I'm a true humanitarian. I love this country dearly. I love our homeland. And I've had fallen. I mean, I'm in tears from time to time. I'm thinking about my aunt they killed five years ago out here. It's Memorial Day. I done pulled out all the obituaries and decided to go take a peek, like I do every Memorial Day. Okay, listen, listen, Dee. For all of those people who you mentioned, Miriam Carey and all those other people who they obviously, you know, killed, we as TIs know that, um, this is even more reasons why we really need to keep ourselves strong so that we don't, um, you know, give in to that kind of stuff, not, saying that that they were weak or anything, but I'm just saying it's reason to keep your, your mental health really, really strong. Y'all help me with that, and I'm grateful. Even when well, we all help right yeah, now. We, yes, we are here to help each other with that because it's really important. We don't want any other statistics, you know, in the news about this because that kind of stuff is horrible to – Myron May, and I can't even remember all of them. There's been so many of them recently. Um, but we don't want that to happen. But they really can create Manchurian candidates. I believe that. You know, but we're aware, so we have an advantage. We're aware of their tactics and what they do and what they try to do to people. So we have to make sure that that's not us, that we don't go over the edge, that we take measures to keep ourselves stable. You know, that Bless you reach system. out. Yes, you reach out and you call someone and you talk to someone if you ever feel, you know, those urges. Because uh, reality is we're humans, you know, standing up trying our best to hold up against these machines that these people are using. So we really have to reach out and try to support one another and um, just try to depend on God to get us through this, you know. But don't sit yeah. up there and let them play in your head like that, D, for real. It's just like if, if, if you're going to do it, do it. You know, don't don't keep threatening, you know, I'm going to make you this Venturian candidate and you're going to be on the news. You know, just just get the attitude like, okay, 
you know, whatever. You know? Just yeah. keep yourself strong. It's like a punk move. Why you talking no, you about it? I'm challenging you, you know what I'm saying? Well, what, that's a punk. That's that's a punk talking about it, though. Right. Not that you want to challenge them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they just know they're getting your attention that way. That's all. That's all it is because they know I don't go nowhere. I stay off the street. And, you know, when you're in the big city, you kind of have to because they, the gang stalkers is heavy. And now being that they got law enforcement, and oh, law enforcement has always been involved in it. It's just the technology aspect of it. Because I've actually been out there waiting for the bus, and, I mean, they've hit me with all types of signals. I would get migraines. My feet would be burning. And then they're telling me, oh, yeah, we in the apartment spraying your clothes and putting poison in your shoes. They poisoned me through my shoes. I was sitting in the street with burning skin. I couldn't believe it. And I had to hear another T.I. talk about this, and I was like, oh, that's how they did it. They came in my house and poisoned me through my shoes. So y'all look out for that when y'all leave your footwear out because they can get at your clothing and put pathogens in your system through your own clothing. Yeah, I've had that happen before. See? And See? that's why they steal the clothes because they sprayed it so many times that they don't want the proof to be left around. Yeah. James, what English. happened? Wait, I want to Imagine. ask James what happened. You said you, you said you had that happen before. What happened, James? Oh, my... When I first got targeted, my shoes, um, I felt this burning on my feet, and um, and then it kind of makes you a little high, and it's yeah. the same, it's the exact same stuff that they use um, that I've been telling people all along. It makes it gives you diarrhea, and it uh, gives your makes your pupil pinpoint, and and something else was it Desmond? I don't want to get the name wrong. Uh, yes. that, yeah, something Desmond said about your DNA. I, I just had some vandalism happen. Um, the, the, there's, a, there's a septic tank and a, there's a primary tank that the, you know, the, I guess the, when the water comes out of the toilet, it goes into this primary tank. And at first I smelled something like uh, dog food. You know, it's Dogs have a, uh, uh, it has a st- specific odor. It's like more cereally, more yeah. cereal. There's have cereal in the diet, and then I noticed that the the tank outside was the water was overflowing. But for that to happen, somebody would have had to have removed the bolts or loosened them a lot, and then the lid was ajar, which it all could be torqued down, and it's a sealed system. And then my landlord got involved because it was leaking, and um, he made all these claims about putting too many, too much paper in the toilet. And, um, and and then, you know, he fixed it, and it happened again. The bolts were loose, and the the lid was up. And he said we burned out the pump. That, you know, it, at no time did did the toilet back up, which you know, to me, if this system is clogged up, the toilet's going to back up. But then after he fixed it, he, he made a comment and said, that's $500. Like he was going to take it out of my security deposit. 
Mm-hmm. And he also said, he also said that uh, he wanted us to put the toilet paper that we use in a bag and throw it out with the trash. And so when what? he said, what are yeah. you talking about? Like he's camping. Yep. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like exactly. he said they, they do that. <laughs> That's Mexico. not funny, but Deborah said it. He said like he's camping or something. No, Renetta, well, it's like is it a exactly um, certain kind of system? Are you, you're not in the city um, because sometimes you have to like not put things down the the um, the toilet. <laughs> but well, are the you thing, in the, the thing about it is the thing about it is I was thinking. Um, you know, there could be two reasons that maybe there's too much paper in the septic tank, or maybe they want to get my DNA from, you know, the bodily um, waste, Hello. and they want me to put it in in a in a, a paper bag so they can just easily grab it and take it wherever to whatever uh, malignant place they take it to get your DNA because they target us through our DNA. No. They tried that with me also with the old uh, defecation, and then you have to wipe your uh, wipe yourself and put it in a bag and put it outside. Yeah, it's yeah, but, but if, they, if you do that, then then they can take it and get your DNA, DNA. which yeah. which they already have my DNA, but uh, maybe they can target my my intestines or something through that yeah. in, a, in a more uh, a more aggressive way, and I was. You know, looking at this thing, there's no way that these bolts would have come loose normally. Somebody had to have unscrewed the bolts and made that uh, opening so the, so the water would come out. Okay, James, can I ask you a question? Can you explain the septic tank? Is it different from that, that the other tank that's on the toilet? No, the septic tank is, is like a leach field that they dig a hole like it's maybe uh, 20, 15, 20 feet. And what happens is the the waste and water go into the into this leach field and settles out and and the water drains down into the ground. And every now and then they have to pump it out. And um, so, you know, I, I thought it was... First of all, they, this is the way he said it happened is impossible, and I could get an expert witness to testify that this this it's sealed. There's a tank right outside where the the waste goes, all the water goes in there, and um, and then it's pumped from there into the leach field. And at no time did I have a backup in my toilet or anything else. It would have overflowed the toilet. And it would have overflowed all the, you know, drains. That never mm-hmm. happened. That never happened because they, they um, just made it seem like there was a leak. They they unscrewed the bolts and made it seem that it was leaking, but it was vandalism. And I should have called mm-hmm. the police, but still, I can get an expert witness to testify that is impossible the way that happened. And you know, he may. So I'm thinking now my landlord is in on this, too. Yep. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. I just put a link in the chat room because, same being that we're talking about toilets and poop, I ran across this story on the Drudge Report the other day. It's from naturalnews.com. 
And um, anybody that's in the chat, you'll see the link that I just posted. I'll put it in there again. Okay, I think I'm not connected. So give give me a few minutes and then post it again. Okay, no problem. I'm going to reconnect. But anyway, go ahead with your story. I want to just, just because, see. Okay, do it again, please. I'm I'm reconnected. Okay. Um, (laughs) Let me copy-paste. Okay, stand by because you know, as usual, they're running interference on our equipment. Okay, um, no problem. And here it goes. Copy, paste, copy. Paste. Did it pop up, or do I have to refresh? Don't worry about it. I'll find it. I'll go to natural. Uh, no, 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 because no, this is what I live for. This is what they do, and. And you should see all the times that I have to sign on or re-log it back into Windows because it's constant interference. You and said this is do. what you live for. And here we go one more time. It's balanced in the room. Got it. Thank okay. you. Now, what they're doing, the reason why, bro, they must switch your, your septic system is because they. It, it could be a couple of things to, like, make you look bad by your landlord. But what they're doing, they're installing new technology on all the water lines, all the sewers, and all the major cities. Mm. And with this news article that I just read, how they're going to use toilets with RFID on the toilets in the, um, the, the elbow. And they can do it. They got the technology. They got the pipes already set up. The pipes will basically be doing um, analysis. And it'll Wi-Fi or radio, whatever analysis, by you flushing your toilet back to whatever command center that information gets aggregated to. So basically they're going to be sensing in your poop without you wow. having to leave it out there. Wow. Uh, let me just, now, let me just and, and actually this is a brand-new article. Um, do you want to read it, Desmond, or I'll read it? Yeah, go ahead and read it. You sure? You can go ahead if you like. All right. Um, this is a long article. What I'll do is I'll read the um the the top two two um uh, uh pages. Well, the top two three paragraphs. All right. Let me begin. Um, a runaway surveillance state in America has just taken a leap into the gutter, and or the sewer. Actually, where government goons running their fraudulent war on drugs have begun to monitor raw sewage for traces of illicit drug use. The American Chemical Society reports that as good news, saying the war on drugs could get a boost with new methods of analysis, sewage to track levels of illicit drug use in local communities in real time. The new study first of its kind in the U.S. was published by ACS, Journal of Environmental Science and Technology, and could help law enforcement identify new drug hotspots and monitor whether anti-drug measures are working. Okay. Mm. So that's just the beginning opener of that article. Okay, let me read a little more because this is very interesting to me. So hold your thought, Desmond, okay? Please don't lose what you Go ahead. This is interesting. Um, 
Okay, so it says, sure, because at a time where there's a race, a race war in America, the nation is headed for financial chaos. North Korea is threatening to nuke Washington, D.C., and the world's most evil Monsanto operative, Hillary Clinton, is threatening to occupy the White House. What America really needs right now is police slogging through crap <laughs> to crack down on recreational drug users, half of whom probably work for the government in the first place. As part of this so-called sewage ethnology, I probably said that wrong, um, pilot program, scientists reportedly monitored sewage in Albany, New York. Now, let me just pause right there because when James said, when James said, uh, you know, maybe they want to get um, um, my bowels, that's not too harsh to say it that way, um, because they want to do some sort of analysis. The first thing that ran through my mind is like, if a person would say something like that, you would think, oh, my goodness, that, that's just crazy. Like, why would they want to do But here it is right here. So what James, right James is on to something. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that is why they're, they're telling him that they want him to put his, uh, his tissue in the, in the garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like, these people right. are taking all of this to a whole other level. And can you say the title of the article, Ms. Renata, please? Yes. And I don't know if you're in the chat room, but Dee did put it in the chat room. It's on naturalnews.com, and it's called Police State Government to Start Surveilling Your Poop in Real Time for Illicit Drug Use. RFID. Okay, that, that's enough. So that'll get it. That'll get it to the article. Um but see, you would think that that's just far fetched, but it's not. It's not. These people are doing all kinds of things. Um, okay, the scientists found cocaine in 93% of all untreated samples, reports the ACS, uh, seemingly astonished at this high number. Fortunately, free thinkers immediately realized the truth behind all this. The thought of authorities slogging through the sludge may be comical, but it represents another example of Big Brother using our money to monitor our behavior, okay? And just kind of going through the article a little without reading every little thing. If you drink city water, you are now a drug user. Even more comically, the research conducted so far has found that illicit drugs are recycled back into drinking water, then consumed by everyone in the same city. As the ACS reports, they found that the water waste treatment plant didn't remove all the illicit drugs before releasing water back into the environment, okay? So coming soon, a government monitor on every RFID equipped toilet. Big government controls freak, uh, control freaks or fanatics about total surveillance of all subjects who must, uh, who must uh, kowtow to the whims of the police state. While Washington, D.C. is full of high-level government operatives with their noses buried in coke, you almost never see government monitoring its own employees for illicit drugs. No government selectively presumes the criminality of the civilian masses and then deploys all varieties of surveillance tools to ensure that people, uh, those people for engaging in the very same behaviors uh, presidents and their minions routinely pop off in the White House. Every flush is a, is a drug test. Every toilet is your mark. It's not just illicit drugs they might find in your sewage either. 
Government and stall centers can also check your stool for horrible, dangerous things the government doesn't want you to consume, such as vitamin C, colloidal silver, and medicinal herbs. Should you wow. dare to consume any of these unapproved substances, your toilet will tattle on you to the fed, and they'll bring a squad of armed goons to your doorstep to throw flashbang grenades at your infants and your children will be kidnapped by CPS. This is ridiculous. Um... I was listening to, oh, what is her name? The lady who talks about the um, RFID chip. She was saying how the government is will eventually, very soon, monitor your entire house. Your entire house will be snitching on you, basically. From your light bulb, anything, uh, this is something I read a long time ago, any of these smart products is basically spy products. So they're, they're going to be rolling out more and more smart light bulbs, smart um, refrigerators, everything. Everything is going, your life is going to be in a snapshot, and it pretty much already is. I was online, and I was going to apply for something, and it wouldn't let me apply because it said that I had to log into Google+. Well, we know that Google+, monitors everything. They monitor everything. Um, YouTube changed over to Google Plus. Even the YouTube app changed over to Google Plus. So every single, every YouTube video you watch is now recorded. You can't go in anonymous anymore. You, I couldn't even apply. I mean, I guess I could have applied for what I wanted to apply for online because I would have had to log in to Google Plus, which means they would have known that I applied for that. Is there something wrong? No, I wasn't doing anything wrong, but it's just a point. Like, come on, you need to know every single thing, and that's what it's coming to, total surveillance. And now I guess the toilets are going to monitor our poop. Isn't this something? Wow. Incredible. Thank you, Desmond, for this article. Cause this is no problem. Bad. You could call me G because it's easier because I get these schools calling me by my name in the B2K. Okay, um, G. This um, this is why I feel they may do what they do because see, look, it's, they love telling us if, if not through silent sound in our head, they show us through the media what they want to do, mm-hmm. and so they'll create a crisis that they created and use a patsy like they probably want to do me or many others, mm-hmm. and then they'll push it to the people. Okay, this is what we have out here to help you, because you know the people will be like, oh, oh, help me, help me. They, we scared, we scared because you know they run the fan machine. You know, so it's like it's order out of chaos, but they bring the chaos so they can bring the order, so they can keep getting paid. So their startups, you know, and I'm not surprised this is from New York State because we got startup New York here. This is where all of these biomedical firms have been up all around testing on the population right here in the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, nine nine eleven. You know, the people started saying, "Oh yes, we need more surveillance. We need more cameras everywhere. We need more police everywhere because the terrorists, the terrorists." You know what I mean? When there really was not, I don't believe it was that was the terrorists. It's all here so that we want people to call for their own subjugation, and they 
yep. they they create that fear. Remember that stupid color coded uh, warning thing: yes. red, blue, green. You know that it's just to keep the people in a state of fear, so you say you that you want them to help you uh, combat terrorism, when the real terrorists are the government and these morons who they hire to to go around torturing people. This is, you know, and I also just found out something that you might find interesting. I found out there's a link between autism and sociopathy uh, with some individuals to do predatory behavior, sexual uh, deviation, um, you know, any kind of predatory behavior so that, you know, so that many of the people who are pedophiles and rapists and murderers are possibly uh, autistic or, you know, mildly retarded. So there's there's that link, and I just wanted to run that past to uh, let people think about that. If you Google it, there's you'll get, you know, uh, thousands and thousands of hits. But see, being autistic and being developmentally challenged is not a a crime, and the behaviors associated with that are not a crime. Um, they're just um, wired differently so and do things, and it's not like they set out, sir, to like most don't set out to really do you harm, and it's like they're aware of the difference between right and wrong. Okay, I mean, I think a crime, you have to really kind of know what you're doing. You have to know the difference between reality and what's real and what's not. Yes and no. And most times, persons that are severely, moderate to severely, you know, impaired aren't like uh, trying to, you guys know where I'm going. You have to be, you know, that's why they ask you in court, do you understand the, the punishment to see if you are, you know, able-minded, able-bodied to really just, you're going to go do it again to just cause harm. They have to, you know, find out, like, on the state, like, what's the harm to the state? And if somebody's sick and they don't really realize what they're doing, you understand. No-brainer. So you have to be careful. That's not like saying that gay people, gay people are molesters just because they're gay. That's not true. I just have to say that. Well, they may not. I just said there was a link. I didn't say that it, it that all sociopaths are uh, mildly retarded, but there is a okay. link. Okay. Because, you know, because they're emotionally stunted, they don't ha- know how to um, form normal personal bonds with people. So they have to take what they want because no one will give it to them. And they get, they get um, I don't know. But it's not, like, it's not like they're in their right mind or right behavioral, like, you know, normal pattern to actually know what they're doing. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You have to be a little careful sometimes because. Well, it's not up to me to say it. I, I just Googled it and there it is. There's thousands and thousands of hits. And they're saying there's a link. I don't know. I know, but I'm not trying to, you know, I'm just saying. Um, there could be somebody listening, and then they, like, say, oh, well, that's, you know, um, the way it is. Um, we already know they're morons. 
only a moron would take a job torturing people with directed energy weapons. We already know they're morons. It's just, you know, it's just some extra thing. Okay, maybe they're mildly retarded too. I don't know. You know, it's just no. I'm just throwing it out there. I think they've already been taken over the ones that have gone. Because you got to realize something. I'm born in the video game age. Um, I'm a 70s baby. I'm born right after the MK Ultra program went underground. And my generation, we were the first ones to be exposed to the video games. Now, you see these video games they have out here now? I, I can't even think about wanting to play Call of Duty. I look at that game, and I literally want to take the game system in the street, break it apart, and burn it. Just to, for what I know about this game, Call of Duty. And they made like five versions of the games already. And there is such, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, um, a movement just for this game where they have game parties and people are sitting literally. As a matter of fact, the military is recruiting through that game. I forgot to say that. Because that's what they're doing now with a, lot, with a lot of games on PlayStation Network and Microsoft. They use these games to mold their mind to figure out, okay, do I want you to come to work for the Dark Squad? And then one day you get a call or somebody just pops up at your door, hey, dude, you want a job? We saw how you do that game. Come on. Come come downtown. We'll give you a job. And that's who you got doing these campaigns now. It's the gamers that want to see the blood and guts in real life. They have no empathy. They have no I mean, it's literally the brain cells have been, like, burnt out because of all that time sitting in front of the game, just getting your head molded and, you know. um, I mean, literally, there's times when I'm sitting on these calls with y'all and I could feel them in my head literally trying to burn out my um, neurons, and I have to, like, do everything I can to shield myself. What kind of shield? What kind of shielding do you do, Dee? Um, crystals. I've been using amethyst. Okay. When it, does it when have, it, Does it help it, you? Does it help? It, it has, cause I had um another TI uh, Ziggy Stardust send me some organite pucks, and they seem to help out a little bit. But I'm, I'm wearing a medicine bag with uh, mm-hmm. crystals and sage. You know, because I had to dig into them, you know, dig into my roots. Because I know that there's natural substances on this earth that can beat back this demonic technology. Because at the end of the day, it's demonic. And these energies have been here on this planet for thousands of years. They're using ancient technology and they're just hyping it up with what we have available today. You know, that's why you know, I'm so grateful. It makes it kind of magical. It, you know, it gives, it makes it seem um, out of this world, and no one can understand that. Well, you know what? There's a battle going on over our heads, whether we want to realize it or not. It may be aliens, but I think it's more so um, ancient aliens of dark arts, demons, fallen angels that are below us and above us and with them working at that Hadron, you know, that LHC, that CERN, that Atom Smasher in Europe, they they wanna they wanna open up these dark holes. They wanna open up black holes. 
do all of their testing, and 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 it's basically they're bringing their new uh, antichrist leader that's supposed to save the world. You but know, you know, the one that's going to bridge all the religions. There's there's these people in this world who uh, cannot mind their own business. And I don't know what the problem is. Are, are they mildly retarded? Are they just morons? But, but they, they seem to want to get into other people's business. and. and I think that calling well, them sociopaths and psychopaths, sociopaths and psychopaths are not mentally retarded. I'm just saying that. That's rude. Okay, well, say what you're going to say. I was saying that there are people in this world who are um, psychopathic or sociopathic to some degree, and and they're predatory in nature. They want to, if they see you have something, they want to take it, and they don't care. They have no empathy. It doesn't matter whether they're doing human experimentation or, you know, you have a, a, a nice watch that they want. They want it. And uh, they will take it if they have the power. That's the way these people are. They take and they take until there's no more to take. And we just need to identify them and get them out of society because they have no business around normal people. This is uh, a predatory thing that if a, a society is going to survive, they, you know, you can't have people who are predatory, you know, raping the children. Uh, stealing everything, you have to you have to put them in, in the old days. They would take them and put them out, you know, in the bush and let them die. Or you know, a, a, an uncle would just take the the person uh, on a fishing trip and then come back alone. You you just need to get rid of them because they are you you want to say evil. Um, I want to say mildly retarded or uh, just sociopathic or whatever they have no empathy for whatever reason it's just it's just wrong to have people like that in society because it's dangerous for the rest of society if we're if we're going to survive as a as a species we have to get rid of these malignant uh narcissistic assholes i think there's a difference between Psychopathy, so psychopathy, and um, health, like ability, because there, I think there's a difference between spirituality and um, conscience, and that just because somebody's disabled doesn't mean that they're more prone towards crime. I didn't say that, ma'am. Okay. I didn't say that every, every disabled person is a psychopath or a sociopath. I said there is a link. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You did. No, I you said that not. the leanings are there. Maybe, maybe. Not going to yell. Not going to get destructive here. I'm just saying, um, be careful because see, you know, I think that it's a uh, um, what do you call? It's it's rude to disabled people to say that these people sitting behind a computer torturing people is, you know, I think that that's a, it's demeaning to disabled people to compare them to these these murderers. 
Well, I, I don't I think that disability and murder go a murderer, you know, go in the same hand in hand. So I just want to, you know, say that. Do you think that people are are normal? Do you think the normal person with normal um, social skills would take a job torturing people, sitting at a computer for twelve hours at a time? thinking that it was okay to torture people, do you think they're normal? Or do you think there might be something wrong with their brains? you got a point. But I tell you like this. this is Give me a record chair. I think that is degrading to disabled people, mentally retarded, and have a developmental challenge. To say that they have a propensity more so than any other person, normal or abnormal, uh, all, all to boot. All to boot. So some some people are all normal. Been, some I'm not Okay, Renetta, I'm sorry. I just wanted to make a point. Okay, I just want to say that some people have been targeted into disability. Many of us on this call have been targeted so bad, so now they are disabled. No. The thing about autism, autistic and uh, mentally challenged people, they have a very low threshold for frustration. So that could be a link with, uh, might be. What was that? What was that? Uh, people that are autistic and mentally challenged have a very low threshold for frustration. That's one of their, I've worked with them in studies in school uh, about them. And that's one of their uh, characteristics that they have a hard time dealing with the frustration. That's probably one of their worst things they have to yes, deal with. Yes, and I've worked with um, disabled persons. I'm disabled myself. And so the thing is, is that I don't think these murderers have any patience. I think that they're just really, really, um, it's it's more of a, con like their conscience, like yeah, they're spiritual, they're spiritual. The autistic, nearly challenged, uh, any, any human being, there, there's just something not right with the heart or something right with the heart. That character, That's character, it does not determine, you know, um, you know, whether uh, character determines whether you're going to yeah. do this or not. That's why they look for certain people to do it, sir. That's all I'm saying, not to be disrespectful so It's a lack of empathy, a lack of caring. They yes. look at us like we're objects, like we're a shiny little, you know, stone on the ground. It's just, we're just objects that can be just discarded and and treated in any way, any disgusting, stupid way that they want to do. They're, they're, they're faulty, broken people. There's no excuse for it, not any excuse on the whole planet Earth for what these people are doing to us. All I'm saying is that they're broken. There's something wrong with their empathy. They they don't care that Absolutely. anybody's in pain. They don't care that they ruined their life. They don't care that they hurt other people. They, this is and they think it's funny. They laugh. It's like some kind of big joke. And I I think there's a I you know there's this what I'm reading about this link between autism and um 
and this kind of sociopathic behavior, there may be something to it. And I think we should um, look into it. If a person is born that way, born like say I'm not a doctor or a sociologist, but I've I've worked in the field of psycho- psychology and education and such, and I think it comes down to character. Comes down to character. They're just flawed in their character. They have no like morals. Uh, scruples. It, I don't think it comes down to like um, you know where I'm. Uh, there's like a there's a fine like line, you know, between like conscience, spirituality, and then your your physical. I think that's true. But you know, I'm I'm not a doctor or a psychologist, and I never, I never, I've never uh, had any training in that, but. Um, the way a uh, psychologist or psychiatrist would determine whether someone is was a psychopath or psycho uh, uh, sociopath is if they can observe them doing sociopathic or psychopathic behavior. And as we all know, this is their stock in trade. This is what they do for a living. No they are sociopathic and psychopathic as their it's, nature. But they, I mean, it could be simply put that it's just a bad person versus a good person. Like, you know, as far as the way they, they treat others and their behavior, you know, um, I don't know if I'm going the right direction here, but I think it just comes down to character. Um, and, and then what Dee said about the video game history and how it's developed and um, it creates, like, um you know, a very murder-centric type of world because of these games. You know, sitting there watching people, you're actually having the action of pointing guns and bombs and all, and and just the way the bodies are blowing up 24 seconds. I mean, every five seconds, you know? I've played Call of Duty, and, and it's like... They they use all the colors and all the the graphics to draw you in, and 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 then kind of like try to numb your your character and the way you like think and behave. You know, it, it can be behavioral, like environmental. So if you bring that into somebody's environment. And whereas they would probably be outside riding a bike, but no, they want to sit inside and sit there and blow things up and shoot things, shoot people, you know, there's like a, uh, there's a disconnect. Is that what you mean? Kind of sort of, is that there's a disconnect between reality and what's real. And it's like, what's the odds of you thinking it's okay to take that behavior outside and then do that to other people? And that's why I think the military has blurred, and they 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 look for like Dee was saying, they look for people that, oh, what do you do with? I'm sure I could see the military questions. If anybody has went into the military, I have not, but I've seen people, and I I'm looking at the kind of people, and and even guys I've dated, like what do they do when they're off their job, military job? They're playing those video games. So yes, if they're day and night blowing people up, I mean, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. You know, well, some people like to be challenged. I've played video games before, and I I know I have empathy. I would never do that to a, a real person. I would never go out and hurt a real person. 
you know, it's, sometimes it might seem challenging and you do things that might seem challenging just to stimulate yourself, but it, it doesn't mean there's a link between playing video games and hurting people with, you know, with this, um, like, okay, this is sociopathic psychopathic behavior. Let me elaborate a little bit because with Can you get that back to the phone now, Dave? Come on, mute your phone. I just unmuted a few people, so it's one of the newer people. Okay, thanks. Okay, see, because I had to take it a little bit further with the games, because, like, I, I have a game here, too, and it's the Microsoft String Simulator. And... I have good intent in my heart. I'm not trying to crash up no train or do nothing. Just like you probably have a couple of games in your home that you play and you have impulse control. You know your morals and you know that this is a game. It's not reality. Now, what they've done, because this is a part of the Illuminati program, these kids that play these games, a lot of them are coming from down in our homes. I can't even hear. Can y'all hear me? Um, I'm, I'm going to mute everybody. I'm trying to find out where that noise Everybody's going to be muted just for a second, and then I will unmute you one by one just so I can find that, that feedback. Okay, James, you there? Yes, I'm here. It's not me. I muted myself during that whole no. uh, oh, noise okay. campaign. Okay. Just trying to find out who it is. Uh, I'm trying to get Dia muted here. Okay, there we go. There you go, okay, Dia. Go ahead. You can talk. All right. Now, because I had to look into this because i got youngins and i got a grown family that's around my age that play these games, too. Because I don't touch them. Hey, what I've learned about what these games do to your brain, even when you you are in a good mind and you want to just do something relaxing with these games, because now the level of technology that they're throwing on these games, man, they're really messing with people's minds. But getting back to the youngins and the, the folks that's around my age, they the, the, the kids get up on these games as a means to escape the environment they're already in. And most of the inner city youth, they're dealing with hard families, single parent homes, and the moms is usually hardcore. If they're not hardcore working moms with good heads, where, you know, they'll get in your tail to get off that game. And trust me, I've seen the YouTube with mothers bashing up their kids' games. Um, you got others. Okay, California, got- that feedback is you. Sorry, sorry about that, uh, D. That feedback yeah. is California because when I unmute California, what's this? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Yeah, 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 I hear you. Okay, so I mute California back and no more of that. Now, sorry, now California, you but that's you. Okay. But now, okay, with the go games, ahead. with the games, because I've seen this happen. I've seen, and I've, I've read this in the news where brothers have, like, literally flipped out against each other, shot each other over the damn game. And we're talking about 
you know, the impulse control is gone. Maybe they've been drinking or maybe it's just been the way they've been. And I don't even want to say the word raised. I want to say the culture that they have incurred while growing up. Because when I realized that this generation is targeting, especially you come in from an inner-city home where you got two abusive parents or one abusive parent, one absent parent, you may have been raped, you may have been beat up, you may have been all types of abuse. Those are the people that gain targets. And most of them type people, those are the ones working in the government right now. Those are the ones that they want to hide. They don't want the high IQ people that got empathy. They want the folks that had the hardcore life that are acclimate to do as you told and get down with this demonic thing we're doing. You and mean as the perpetrators. You, you no, mean, yeah. no, 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 no. That's wait, like saying on. somebody can't be a higher no, no, conscious just because they're poor. No, 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 no. We're talking about Dee, having... I'm trying to ask yeah. you a question, Dee. Are you saying that um, those are the people, the people who have rough lives and things, these are the people that they use to target, or are these the people that they use as perpetrators? Both. Because it's, it's with the with the trauma-based programming. And, and before you get on me, sister, because I know you was getting ready to jump on me, it ain't got nothing about you. Because let me tell you, there's been a whole bunch of good people raised in poor environments that came out good with good hearts and good intent. I'm talking about the trauma-based programming that they do in the hood and they do up and on the open plains to the white folks and the different, um, you know, uh, authenticity, authenticity, excuse me, ethnicity, because this this is a global thing. I've had to see YouTubes on how they do it to the folks over in London and in Wales because they got a different way that they do it, but it's sort of similar. It's the same shock-based program. If you get a moment, send me some of those um, uh, videos. I'd like to see some of those. But, okay. you know, um, I think um, just like there's differences in culture, you know, they, they fine-tune programming, too. But mm-hmm. I think that they do more, let me back up, they probably do more testing and research and controlling on people that are unable to take money and stand up for themselves with lawyers and things like that. So, like, the prison system is more geared towards poor people that cannot, you know, um, get themselves out of the trouble, then maybe I could see your point, you know, that um, they'll just do control on people that are poor because they can't fight it money-wise. That's how you can try instead of court and try and stay away from people is you've got your lawyers and you've got your entourage, maybe. I don't know. Hey, I know i got an entourage here. I, you know, I, I I really believe that uh, people are selected. No, you didn't. It's about every walk of life you can probably think of. Really, there there. I don't even know if it's you know if they select people, and I'm I may not even be following what you're saying correctly. But I I don't even know if they just profile certain people to put in programs like this. I think it's just all across the board. It is. It all is. across it's the board. I mean, there are celebrities that are put into this program. There, uh, I talked to a judge that was put into this program because she didn't go along with some of the judgments they thought that she should do. She was trying to be fair. She found herself targeted, 
you know. Then you have the people that are, um, um, like you were saying, Dee, that, you know, your family is generational. It's just so many different scenarios. My family's generational. Okay, tell us. Go ahead. Well, my grandmother and my mother and myself have been targets. There's no doubt. Who's that speaking? It's Nancy. Oh, Nancy, hi. Hi, Nancy. I'm multi-generational too, Nancy. Yeah. Nancy, you say your mother, your grandmother, and yourself. Mm-hmm. Not your other Actually, I think, I think everybody is under mind control, but as far as the ones that are able to break free of it and are good people and are not um, under the control of um, being heartless, predator type people um you know that's the whole thing is that it's like one big project like how can we turn everybody against each other how can we program this person to do these types of things and some of us have been resistant to that and so when we're not under their control then they target us and ruin us and spread the false rumors and try to kill us off i think i think a nice amount of people are targeted because they're christian too I do, and okay. I, think the, I, I think the light, the brighter your light shines, the more they want to put it out. Right. You know, some people are just good people. They're just good people by nature. They're very helpful people, very loving people. I think those people get targeted as well. Well, one girl, like, spelled it out for me exactly like what you're saying when they had me in that jail, and, uh, you know, it's like I was <laughs> – it was a horrible experience what all they did to me. But uh, she said that I had this smile and this glow going on. And when people see that, they want to knock it off. It's like they want to knock that smile off your face. And I'm like, well, I don't even realize I'm smiling. I, I mean, inside, I'm not feeling that peace. But for some reason, my outward appearance is that no matter what they're putting me through, I'm going to be okay because I have Christ. And, um, well, so. and that That's smile, right. Nancy, that smile is contagious. You know what I'm saying? And they don't want you to infect other people with that good nature that you have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These people are from the dark side. They're from Absolutely. the dark side. So they don't like You know what? Even the ones that were from the dark side, because there were, you know, a lot of people that were wicked and into the occult and stuff like that, they were even saying to me, and, and, you know, they knew that they were on the wrong side and all this other kind of stuff, but they were comforting me, saying, well, just remember, good does win out, good does conquer evil, you know, and it was amazing that these people that were on the other side who said they just couldn't change, you know, they had been in it too long and all that, were still, you know, feeling some compassion there, knowing that I did not belong there, everything they said against me was horrific lies, and you know they were uh, they were sensitive enough to comfort me. I thought that was just amazing. That was nice. Did anybody else want to say anything? Anybody that didn't have a chance to speak, don't be shy. Speak up. I'd like to say something, but not on treadmill. Um, yes, go ahead, Elvira. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I would just like to congratulate you for the part you played in the Richmond. Uh, what happened there, 
and I'd like to congratulate you and say happy birthday. And we love you. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. They come around quick, I tell you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Renata, this is your congratulations birthday. Congratulations on Richmond. I mean that was oh, oh, that was pretty good. My birthday. Okay. My birthday, thank you, Elvira. I appreciate that, although I cannot take any credit whatsoever for what happened in Richmond. Um, yes, you can. Uh, you were part of it. You're not, part just, of it. Not, not this latest thing that they did. I was not. But I, I appreciate no, it. I have been involved with some part in it. So, you know, something is always better than nothing. You could have sat back and twiddled your thumb, but you did. You got involved. And I like to I for one would like to thank you for that. I appreciate that. Thank you. I have been involved with some of their efforts in the past, but because yes, I know pulling other things, I hadn't done anything lately. But I plan to get back on that. But you would have if you had the chance. I know the story. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Renata. When's your birthday, girlfriend? My birthday slash graduation was yesterday. So, two oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Renata. I didn't know. It was a very special one, one I will never forget because of the graduation attached to it. So it was, it was wow. a good Thank you. That's a beautiful thing. Yay. Good job, girl. Thank you. And I either, I either did a lot of ignoring yesterday or they <laughs> uh, lightened up on me a little bit yesterday because the targeting wasn't too bad. And I, I, I smile more than I than I ever have, probably. I was looking at all the pictures yesterday, and I was just smiling, and I'm like, well, that's good, because I'm not one to smile very much. So I thought, okay, Those are blessed days. Those are blessed days you hold on to in your head during bad days. That's what I'm talking about. And you know what? I took one of those pictures and saved it on my phone screensaver so I could see see that smile, remember that day. Yeah, it was good. Um, and I've been taking intentional measures to try to laugh. I think I told you guys that because I don't laugh because I don't really see anything funny. I, I really don't. So I don't laugh. I giggle a little, but I don't really laugh. So I um, downloaded this iHeartRadio, and they have podcasts, and they have a comedy one. So I downloaded the comedy one, and I listened to it for like an hour with a straight face. I'm like, this is sad. I can't even laugh. Like, it's not funny. <laughs> so, but I happened to flip a channel the other day, and I forget the name of this show, but it had me cracking up. And it was Wayne Brady and some others, and they were doing improv. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really funny. So I put it on season pass, and I'm going to try to watch that so I can laugh. Because we have to have laughter. It is so important. It changes the brain wave. It doesn't lock on to us as much when we're laughing. So that's and that's this, really this is important. All stuff they know. They, they know all this stuff. Like you just said, Nancy, this is why they don't want us to have laughter and they don't want us to feel no. good. You, you know, know, as they, a matter of fact, you know, um, that reminds me of when we were playing cards. We were in the jail and playing cards, and this Chinese woman ran over. She was, like, real short, Chinese-American, and she was a guard, and she folded her arms and put her legs, you know, apart like a stance and said, no laughing out loud. And that just made us, like, try to hold back even more because it's like, what the heck? I mean, we weren't being loud or rowdy, but that whole vibration of, you know, you're supposed to be miserable and you're supposed to be, 
you know, in punishment and all this. And it's like, so we were not allowed to laugh out loud. So, yeah, I mean, that when you said that, it reminded me they do know. So it's like, yeah, once we laugh, then this stuff can't lock on. Well, they want to kill all of that. They want to kill all good things that's in us, you know. We're supposed to laugh. We're supposed to have fun. Life is not supposed to be all serious, you know. You're supposed to go and take in a movie, you know, look at a comedy, walk through the park, do whatever, you know, do the things we used to do, the things that we used to enjoy. We have to remember those things. If it takes you to go back and look at the pictures of the days that used to be, and that's what you need to do and try to do those things again, mm-hmm. really. So the name of the show was called Whose Mind Is It Anyway? It was so funny. It was really funny. And then I realized I, I like improv. That was cool. Like, it's, for one thing, it's amazing that they can just give them a subject matter and they can come up with all this stuff in a matter of seconds. So Wayne Gretton is a genius like that, isn't he? Yes. Yes, it was, and he was singing and everything. It was really good. So you know, look for something that will will lift your spirits a little bit from this stuff. You know, we don't have to focus all day on them. I just listen. Being that they, you know, I've lost my pet years ago, and then recently another family pet has been passed away. Mm-hmm. I look at, um, you know, other people's pets on YouTube. Or the little um the puppies and the kittens and the little um the vines that they make of the dogs and stuff the different breeds. Because, you know I'm an animal lover. Okay. And I've had to um <clears throat> painfully not get another pet because I can't I can't go through them poisoning another one of my animals again. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Um, and and you mentioned vine. I don't know much about vine, but people have shown me some vine things. And I know there are some vines on uh, YouTube. Some of those are yeah. very funny, too. They are. I mean, if you go into it, because I get the VTK, and I'm, I'm, you know, alone in my home all the time. So even when I'm, like, you know, getting it through my earbuds, I just throw on something, and they'll turn up the gain and make me hear them more, and I'll turn up the volume and just do my best to zone out, not pay attention to what they have to say. Renata, is your daughter doing better? Was she able to go to your graduation? Yes. I thank God. She, my baby was there. I was getting ready to ask, too. Yes, my baby was there. I was thank blowing her. I was just blowing her kisses. I was blowing my whole family kisses. They probably thought, <laughs> who does she think she is? She must what was your graduation for? I am Miss America today because I'm blowing kisses. Haters. <laughs> yes. What was your graduation for? Um, I graduated with a BA in Christian counseling. There you go. Oh wow, nice Christian counseling, which I totally intend to use in the TI community. More information to come on that. Yes. Just the energy I've been feeling off of you every time I hear your voice. I couldn't place it. Bless you, because I call you sister automatically. This is this is what I used to feel from the church before mm-hmm. I realized the church is going in another direction. You know, great. Mm-hmm. Oh, God bless you, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. Because, you know, we we, we need all, all of our Christian soldiers out here that's going to help us. We sure do. You see what I mean? Yes, we you do. You see how the devil, devil works? Yeah. And, and I wanted to say, too, for those of you who were not here earlier when I was talking about this whole school thing that I went through, 
Um, it, it wasn't easy, but I want to encourage everybody to go ahead and do whatever it is you want to do. It may not be school for you. It may be something. I don't know. Everybody has something that they want to do, and I just want to encourage you, no matter how difficult it is, endure the difficulties. Endure, really, because it, it was not. It was not. And I was. I was saying earlier. The people were targeting the, the good sisters. I call them the good sisters and brother Dua. The good sisters at the Christian school was targeting me more than you can even imagine. They targeted me worse than non-Christian people. They oh, yeah. hit me, hit me on my Christian. shoulders. They hit me on my shoulders with books intentionally. They knocked my books on the floor time after time. I mean, it was horrible. It was horrible. Renata, when you're saying that, it reminds me that of in the Bible where it says there will come a day that those that kill you will think they are doing a service for God. They must have been told some horrible lie about you, and they think that they're being Christian by attacking you, which is so twisted, so yeah. twisted. So I'm sorry you went through that. I don't know how you made it through, but you did, and I'm so happy for you. Thank you. It was determination. It was determination. It was me finally feeling once in my life that I deserved something. That's what it was. I deserved that because I never I never did that. You know, I never walked across that college stage before, and that was something that I wanted to do, but I was too painfully shy to do it. I wasn't being encouraged at home to do it, so I decided, you know, I, I need to do this. And that, that's what we all have to do. And I, I don't even care what it is. It doesn't have to be school. It could be I want to get past this part of the targeting and I'm going to be determined to do it. It's just determination. And, and just the fact that we can't let these people rob us of our lives. We can't. We cannot. And, and it, you know, it's just a message to the people who say, I can't because they won't let me. I can't because they won't let me. But guess what? It can't be done. Yeah. It really can be. Now, you probably are going to go through more than most people, just like I did. But you know what? You have to do it. You have to do it for you because you deserve it. You deserve a better way of life. All of us do. We don't have to have these people dictating to us what we can and cannot do, where we can go and where we can't go. No. Mm-mm. You know, so I just want to encourage somebody. That's all. Just, just be. I have afraid. a question. I have a question. Um, it's hopefully quick. How do you guys deal with if you find that you haven't been out in a long time? Because I haven't really been going out as much as I used to, and I have like a roomie that runs a lot of errands, but I've just gotten comfortable, and I'm targeted inside. But I mean, this is kind of a struggle. I haven't, like, gone out a lot. Can I ask you um, why? Why what are you, What's holding you back from going out? I may have a handler in my life, a semi-handler or someone that just doesn't understand that this goes on, and um, maybe they're trying to do some of it, whether they've been hired to do it or just took it upon themselves to take to do some similar things that the perps do to me. So it's been very difficult. Does the handler live with you? Are you in constant contact? Spends a lot of time with me. Okay. 
or do you plan to continue with the handler in your life or I don't know so if he's a handler for sure, you know. Okay, so when you when you when you when you decide you want to go somewhere, does that person discourage you from going? Yes. You might want to look at that situation a little bit, you know. Can't tell you what to do, but you might want to look at that. And um I I was uh before I started getting strong with this in the beginning. I was very afraid to go outside, but my reason for going for not is somebody going, recording because there's a no, beep online. I hear that too. I hear that too. Um, let me mute everybody. I'm not sure what that is, but I hear that too. But these, these calls are recorded. But that's um, that's not that's not it. That's different. Okay, hang on a second. Uh, let me see. You're in California, right? Yeah. Okay. So when I mute everybody, start eight, so I can see you, and I will unmute you. Okay, Cindy, start eight. So I can unmute you because I have more than one California. Okay, there you go. Okay, so for um, when I was afraid to come outside, my reason was different from yours. I didn't have anyone okay. discouraging me. Uh, uh, mine was more of uh, severe police harassment, which still continues to this day, but I can handle it better now. But uh, so I know I know how that feels, you know, just being um, fearful to go outside. But now you sound like you have a different situation. Like you have uh, someone discouraging you, so that's more kind of a controlling thing. So I don't know if that person is a handler or not. But that's something that you have to look at and decide if you want to deal with that or not. You have to keep your keep your own will. You know what I'm saying? Like your will, if, if you decide you want to go somewhere, um, you know, I don't see why you shouldn't go. But I don't want to, like, say because I don't I don't know, like, is it a domestic violence situation? Is it a, you know, I don't know. Um, it's a slight edge of that. Um, yeah. It's more like um, that person's issues, and um, I'm helping them out. And then, um, mm, don't say anything. If you can't talk right now, then don't, because I, you know, I don't want you to deal with any repercussions later. Okay. And so I just, if you want to call me, you can. Okay, maybe that's best because I don't want to. Be laden, but I thought I would ask people what tools did they use to just feel stronger about? Because when I go, when I am, I was starting to go out, and then because I have a construction situation and people know about this, um, now I was just like going to start going out because it took the scaffolding away and just sit on the patio, you know. I had gone places and not not as often as I would because of certain situations. The construction going on was impeding. And you know how managers can get involved, right? So they were using Mm -hmm. that. They were using it against me. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. I would start to move around and the perping would get tougher in the building. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they banged on the wall so hard, they knocked a picture off the wall. They just kept on going, trying to get a reaction out of me. And I wasn't going to give it. I didn't give it. Didn't give it. So they just kept I'll on going. You, and uh, uh, apartments are so hard to live in um, for most targets. So hard. Uh, mm-hmm. because, like you said, the banging on the wall, and they're upstairs, and they're banging, and they're downstairs, and they're... And, and after that I construction, had... Renata, okay, and so, like, yeah. I think the ha- a handler in the building is on the other side of my kitchen, so they can see everything, you know what I'm saying? They're looking to see the reaction and everything, and I just didn't get it, and they just kept on bank- hammering on the outside of the wall uh, until they knocked the picture off the wall, and I'm just like, it's stuff like that, and then when I did go out, lastly, okay, to wrap it up, um, I went out just to sit on the patio because finally, you know, they even made a mistake that made them have to stay on my building working for another week or two. Mm-hmm. On purpose, I thought later, and I, I can feel that in my gut. It was on purpose. And I finally, you know, I asserted myself with my manager, and I'm pushing back. I'm pushing her back because she seems like a cop. She seems like a neighborhood watch or something, you know, how they do that. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I just wanted to bring it up quickly if anybody had any, any if they've been through that, you know, so I don't feel like I'm the only well, one. As far, or... as, as far as going out, out of the house, um, you might want to just challenge yourself to do a little bit at a time until you get stronger. Walk to but the they started laughing, Renata. They just, I sat out on the patio, and the third time I did that, I could actually hear the perps just bust out laughing as soon okay. as I opened the door to go okay. sit down. Okay. Okay. And as soon as I went around the building, no, you they honked the horn. So, okay. All of that is to keep you in the house. Um, you have to ignore that. Put on your earphones, put on your sunglasses, and sashay down the street. Okay? Just do it. Just do it. You're just going to have to do it. You have to, you're going to have to have a thick skin getting through this. You know, they're going to talk, they're going to laugh, they're going to talk, they're going to do all the direct conversations. All of that is drama. I consider all that drama. So let them do their drama. So they haven't been able to do it, you know what I mean? They haven't been able to do it, and then they just hit me hard, like just right out the door, boom, you know? When you start to realize, realize, like I did, that whether you stay in the house or whether you leave the house, they're going to target you anyway. Once I realized that, because they were controlling me that way, they were keeping me in the house. And then I started to the realize that they're, they're, the they're, they're, still, they're still targeting me in the house. So I might as well go outside and breathe in some chemtrails. How about that? And that's, <laughs> that's what you're going to have to just realize. They're going to target me anyway, so I might as well go outside and live my life. It's all about control, everybody. We already know that. It's all about control. So decide that you're not going to let them control you. Start eight if you want to speak. Um, just decide. Thank you for addressing that quickly because I'm pretty worried about it. So that the group, people, they'll realize what I'm going through the past couple weeks, a couple months. And as far as that, thank you. As far as that handler goes, you know, um, handlers can be very dangerous, and people on this call will tell you that. That handlers can be very dangerous. So you need to really rethink that and be very, very careful. That's all I can tell you about that because I don't know your situation, but just be careful, you know, dealing with handlers. 
especially on a regular basis. Okay, Peace Pal in the chat room says, what is Renata's new title in religion? It is Christian Counselor. It is Christian Counselor. Um, okay. Which is very similar to any other kind of counselor, except it's Christian-based. Ready? Let me just unmute people. Go ahead. Anybody who wants to speak. Yeah, I was just listening to all the... um. Input and uh, what you're saying is absolutely correct. You can't allow people to control you. That's called slavery. And basically, mm, that's, what they want to do. that's what they want to do to your life. You know, you got to live. Like, go to an amusement park. Go to movies. I don't, I don't alter. They, they, they stalk me like it's going out of style, but I just do my thing. You know, and if they want to try something, so be it. I don't live my life according to what, uh, according to the boundaries that they start, that they're trying to set up for my life. I don't do it. You know, I just enjoy, just do what I do, and I just get as much enjoyment as, as I can. We're not a um, you were saying, I, I love it because I remember uh, about five years ago when I was so stuck and you're like, go out of the house, girl, just breathe in some chemtrails. That is so cute. But um, speaking <laughs> of the chemtrails. I mean, you know what? They, they, you know what? They're going to get us going and they're going to get us coming, okay? They're going to kill us one way or another. And I'm sorry. I'm not trying to scare anybody. But you know what? We're we're all going to die. I think we know that. No matter how or when or whatever. But, right. I mean, it's like it's almost like pick your poison. You know what I'm saying? I hear you, and might as well enjoy the sun on your face. You know, while they're killing you off. But um, I haven't had any sun, Nancy. I haven't had any sun, and it's worrying me. Well, you know what? Yeah. We good. need the vitamin D. It is very uh, warm where you are, Sandy. So if you enjoy the warm weather, you need to go out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's only like 125, right? <laughs> if you can handle that stupid shit. No, I'm part of my language. It gets very hot in South America. But what I was going to ask, uh, Renata, is the the whole group you have here, have you seen a decrease in the chemtrails? Because I have not seen them in quite a while, in, you know, over a month at least. And it used to be all the time. So what about they, everyone else? They had, um, they had let up for a while around here, but they're kind of starting again. Uh, I thought maybe the powers that be were being confronted by people powerful enough to, you know, put a stop to that. I don't know. I mean, at this point, the air is pretty poisoned. Um, they were saying how a, a whale, I think this is the second or third whale, washed up on the beach dead um, over the weekend. And it's really sad because all of this is due to the radiation in the water from that Fukushima, which some say that was intentional as well. That was a few years back. Um, the chemtrails, you know, it's just poisoning the entire universe. I know. You know, just killing off everything, and it's it's really um, it's really sad. It's really sad. Birds falling out of the sky, fish washing up. You know, the bees are almost in, in, extinct. However you say that word, the bees are almost gone. You know, it's just it's, it's terrible. It's just we've got them here, Renata, but they're different. So I don't know if they're like genetically made in a lab or what. But there are a lot of bees, but they're very strange. They're not what they used to be. So I don't know what they are. 
Could could somebody describe to me um, what they feel a handler is? Okay, who wants to give it a shot? I have my own definition. Who wants to describe what a handler is? What's a handler? Anybody? Okay, I I think a handler is uh, someone that is intentionally sent into your life basically to see to your destruction. That's the bottom line. Basically to carry out the mind control because mind control, in order for it to be as effective or as effective as as these people will want it to be, it needs to be a 24-hour operation. And that is why they recruit, and this is all my own observations and opinions, that is why they recruit uh, people around the target to keep the operation going. That's why they try to recruit family members. That's why they try to recruit coworkers. I mean, I deal with it at work. So the targeting never stops. That's the goal. They want the targeting to never stop. 24-7 operation. And so that's why people say their children are involved, their neighbors are involved, um, their mother might be involved, their spouse might be involved. Anybody around that target, the neighbors banging. Who was that just just said their neighbors were banging? All of these people can be considered perpetrators or handlers. How do they get the you know? mother involved, Renata? Hello. No, some people can be bought at a price. That's all I can say. I think maybe it might be mind control too. I mean, they don't even know, realize what they're doing. That's what I know has, yeah. That's what I know has happened within my my whole family, and that's what I was talking about earlier. Those that they can put under the mind control to have no empathy and to, uh, you know, they'll implant thoughts of jealousy and destruction and wanting to hurt me. Um, and not all of them have been, you know, I think a part of this. I think they're just on autopilot. Let me tell you, too, um, Donna, for the handlers. It was in handlers in your life for you to date. These people will date you, you know. These people will friends. All of a sudden, you met a new friend, and then the friend turned Wait a minute. Out. What's the noise on there? What's the noise? I don't know. I try to, I really, really, really don't like to um, keep everybody on mute because I like interactive conversations, but as you see, I have to do that because people won't keep their backgrounds quiet. And all you have to do is put yourself on mute if you're, I mean, we understand, like, you're in your home environment or whatever, but if you can just keep your phones on mute, that way I don't have to mute everybody. Yeah, I'm outside right now, so when I talk, when I'm not talking, I mute it on my phone, um, so there's not the background noise. I forgot what I was going to say now, though. Um, Um, This in the chat room says, um, I thought a handler coordinates the other perp's activities. And then he says, a handler is a perp who is supposed to gain your full trust to have more control over what you do and not do. That's true. That's true. That's true. I guess there's many def- definitions. I, I just know that there's 
bottom line is they're there to assist with your destruction. That's the bottom line. So how can you tell to avoid it? I think this whole targeting thing takes a lot of intuition. I rely on my intuition a lot because the lines are so screwed between reality and whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like after a while, you really don't even know what what is reality. You don't know who to trust. You don't you don't know. You know. So I rely heavily on prayer and my intuition. And then I'm not a very social person anyway, so I don't interact with a whole bunch of people. Um, so if you're like a person who really interacts a lot, um, I don't know. How do you guys determine? Well, I, I think another word for it is discernment. And you can pray for discernment, and that uh, really clears out a lot of the confusion. To, to yeah. where you can tell, well, this is just a person that's miserable, and so they want to make people miserable versus somebody that has been recruited to um, target us. Because there is a difference. There's a fine line. <laughs> there, there's a lot that you need to kind of um, to know uh, to learn. I think being targeted because we talked about um, directed conversation here before, uh, which is good to know that stuff. We talked about um, body language. You know, um, what else? All kinds of uh, different conversations that people can have. You know, somebody's trying to persuade you or they're really trying a little bit too hard. You know what I mean? Like it, there's a lot that you kind of have to – but you kind of learn these things just by being targeted, too. You kind of know. But don't you think, Renata, that they – implant thoughts in people when they don't even realize it like oh she really thinks she's better than anybody and then that makes you feel so bad because you don't think you're better than anyone you're just trying to survive and live your life but there's this hatred that comes out of nowhere Mm -hmm. well I went through that I was just telling someone that this morning I went through that uh, most of my life people thinking that I thought that I was better Okay, I'm trying to figure out where that noise is coming from. Um, and that was really wasn't the case. It was just that um, I was painfully shy. And um, people mistake that for, oh, you're stuck up, you know. Mm-hmm. think you better know. I'm just afraid to talk. How about that? But you didn't know, you know. Well, I kind of dealt with that already. Um so who knows what they tell these people? Who knows? I, I stopped guessing, really, honestly. I, I don't care anymore. I don't care. And, you know, once you become secure in yourself and you just start building yourself up, you won't care because you know who you are. You know, I know who I am. I didn't, but I do now. You know, so once you are really secure and you know who you are and you have that confidence that you need, to get through this, because it's all about getting through this targeting at this point. That's just all it's about right now, just getting surviving it, because it's really hard to get through. So just build yourself up. That's all I can tell you. Just build yourself up. You won't care who talks to you and who don't. You won't care who says what about you, what rumors they spread on you. It just won't even matter after a while. It won't matter, because you're so busy trying to get through this and trying to uh, reach your goals, set your goals, reach your goals, and, you know, the rest, just whatever. Those people don't care about you anyway if they're targeting you. They don't care. 
And and then and then too, knowing how you're targeted will give you a lot of insight into who's targeting you too. Because if these people are doing the same thing that those people are doing and they're doing the same thing as those people are doing, but then that can get sketchy too because some things are coincidences. So it's confusing. The whole thing is confusing. Uh, Renata, this is Pat. Hi, Pat. How are you? Good. Haven't talked to you in a while. You been okay? Yeah, I've been doing okay. Busy. I know this isn't a good reference, but I was watching Scandal with Olivia Pope. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this lady from Russia, and her handler, they called they called the person her handler, wanted mm-hmm. her to go commit this murder. Because that that's something she used to do in the past. She hadn't did it in a long time. So, you know, they re- wanted to re-enlist her. And so, quite naturally, she called them to help to get out the situation. But it was my impression that the handler, okay, the people all around us doing all this evil stuff, they're perps. And that the handler is the person who has more control over what goes down and what doesn't go down. Well, handlers, you are correct. They try to stay. They try to stick close to you. They do. They try to stick close to you so that they can control your actions. A good example of that, um, I think that most people may remember. Hang on one second. A good example is um, Britney Spears. Everybody remembers when she was going through. The stuff that she was going through. She's a uh, MK Ultra mind control uh, Disney child, or I don't know if she was Disney or Nickelodeon. I think Disney. Oh. Um, but she had a person in her life who was her manager, and his name was Sam Sam Luke Luke L U K something Sam something. He was her handler. He was clearly her handler. He kept uh, kept her on drugs. He was feeding her drugs. Mm. He was always with her. He was always with her. Um, even the night I think when she shaved her head. And her oh. father realized that he was taking her down the wrong path, so that's when the father got him out of her life. But he was a, he's a perfect example of who a handler is. Also, um, Anna Nicole, if you guys remember Anna Nicole and that attorney that was in her life that eventually he was, he kept her high as well. And uh, eventually she died and her son died too. I think he had something to do with both of that, uh, both of those deaths. But those are a perfect example of handlers. You see it a lot in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Whitney Houston had handlers. I think Ray J was her handler. And that sister-in-law, Pat something. Ray J? Um, it was Ray J. Yes, yes, yes. Towards the end, he was he – was, always with her. She was supposedly dating him. Mm-hmm. So um, those are examples of handlers. So, yes, they, I do agree. They they try to um, stick very close to you to control your every move, basically. Mm-hmm. Suge Knight was Tupac's handler. Oh, okay. I can see that. Mm-hmm. And now you see what's happening with him. <laughs> so... Or handlers connected to gang stalking. Oh yes, 
Yes, yes, the 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 people who get the V2K, the voices that they hear, those people are handlers. Okay. Those people are handlers as well. They're talking in their heads constantly, constantly, constantly. It's, it's basically the bottom line is it's the people who's carrying out the targeting, the people who's carrying out the mind control. That's what I... Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Pat. That's what I thought. It's the people who actually are carrying out and they're enlisting the other people. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so because... You not, find out not who every- the handler is. How would that help you? Could you stop your targeting? Well, you could remove yourself from them if it's someone constantly in your life. I, that that would be a major way that you can take control of it. I mean, no doubt they would attempt to send more handlers, I'm sure. But um, I have a suggestion you know, on that, Renata. I have a quick suggestion. If you think your handler is within a, on the other side of a wall, they one hint... Perps and handlers, they love their sleep, especially handlers. <laughs> so if you can find a way to just, especially between, I hate to be like this, but between 8 and 10 at night, they love to go to sleep. Doesn't mean you can't run your vacuum off the hook either because they really can't call the cops on you. If there's a way, I have been known to set vacuums up on top of beds, on top of boxes, and leaving it running while they're trying to get their, you know, break into their REM sleep. And it works. They usually move in about two weeks. At least it's a little victory. It, it depends on how the handler is in your life. Let's say, for instance, if you have a girlfriend that you hang out with, and all of a sudden you realize all this strange stuff is happening with this person involved, then you may choose, well, you know what, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be friends with her anymore. I've had to cut people off because I know that they were trying to use those people to handle me, family members included. So I've had to cut them off. I have no problem cutting people off. You know, because these people can cause you great harm. Believe me, they can. They will set you up. They will do all kinds of things. So it it is best to get those people out of your life, but I'm not going to tell anybody what to do. I'm just tell you how I handle it. I don't want to be bothered. I don't I don't I don't like perps. I don't I don't want to be bothered with it. So I just remove myself from the situation. That's to me that's the best thing you can do. Hmm. Okay, so King of the Moon in the chat room says, how come some people don't turn on you? Maybe they don't participate in it. Maybe they have not been approached. I don't know. And maybe if they have been approached, maybe they say, no, I'm not going to be involved in that. Maybe they love you enough where they don't want to hurt you. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's good. It's refreshing to know that not everyone can be turned. That's wonderful. Yeah, Robert Duncan was saying on uh, Karen's call the other night, oh, you know, everybody has their price, and everybody kind of giggled and everything. And uh, then, you know, towards the close of the call, I said, I just want to say that not all of us do have our price. And what good is it if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? That's what they're after is your soul. So don't give it up. That's right. No, Amen. not everyone can. 
Amen on not that. Every, not everyone can be recruited into that. They can't. And I think those are pretty much the people who are targeted, the ones that they know that they can't compromise. But I will say some targets have went to the dark side. I believe that. I know some who I believe have gone to the dark side. So, you know, just decide that that will never be you, you know. Well, I talked to a target. I mean, I talked to but. I saw it once admitted he went to the dark side to see if his um, targeting would get better, and it didn't. Who who said that? A target said he went to the dark side because he thought it would stop his targeting, mm-hmm. and it didn't. Didn't do a thing. I don't think it's gonna um, stop it. They, um, I, I mean, I watch some. <laughs> I watch some of the perps. They target each other. They watch each other. <clears throat> they watch each other. And if they ever tell those secrets, they're going to kill them. I think they've got stuff on each other. Some of the dark, murderous, I mean, really, these people have offed people. So they're probably worried that, or raped or done things, molest. I mean, not all cops are viable either. Not all judges are viable. So there's a chance you're going to do time, you know, maybe they're worried. Okay, let me read the chat room because um, this call is going to cut off in a minute. Um, D in the chat room says, it's a blessing. Not all people are taken over by this crap. There are still good people on this earth. And uh, Snitcher says, I think that some would be perps just tell the police. I won't tell him or her anything about it, uh, but I don't want to be part of this. Hmm. Yeah, you know, it almost feels like either you are a target or a perp. It almost feels that way. I mean, so many people are recruited into people who you thought would never turn on you, ever, ever, ever. Some of them have. But it's not always. <laughs> I have to say, I'm sorry. I'm, I've been waking up and going to sleep, wake up and going to sleep. But you said something there. It, it, it's very important to remember that not everybody's one or the other. Some people have no idea what's going on, and it's basically good people are, uh, have become evident to me that they don't they don't understand this, they don't know, they may mm-hmm. still stay sick by you. So hang on to people like that. That's important. You know, it's, um, that's true. That is true. You just really have to pray for. Um, you really have to pray for discernment, and there's a scripture that says uh, to try the spirit by the spirit, you know, and basically that means if your spirit agrees or not. And there's another one that says um, that you will know a tree by its fruit, you know. I, I listened, I had, I read something, I think it was just this morning, and the guy was saying, let me, let me see, let me refresh my memory because it made sense to me. He said he said you should pick your you should pick your friends like you pick your clothes. He said when you go to the store you examine what you're gonna buy before you buy it. You check it out, you try it on. And I thought that was good. He said you should pick your company, your friends the same way. You know? Be reserved about it a little bit. Try it on, check it out. Don't just jump at the first, you know, person who wants to talk to you. You know, be your friend or get in a relationship or whatever. You know, you kind of have to examine. Just stand back and examine and then pray on things and ask God for discernment and 
you know, some insight because we need it. We need it in this community. We really do. We do. We really do. Okay, I'm going to read this um, encouragement here because the call's going to cut off. This is from the Daily Motivator, one of my favorite websites. Uh, because this guy is very inspirational, and I'm always looking for inspiration and motivation. This is called um, Lifting Life Up. If the bad stuff is getting to you too much, create more good stuff. Nothing can bring you down when you're busy lifting life up. Don't fight the negativity because that will draw you in deeper. Instead, overwhelm negativity with positive substance. Constantly complaining makes you more invested in whatever you are complaining about. Resist the temptation to complain and find a positive response. Let the negativity be. Let it go. Free yourself from its grips, and with that freedom, move forward. You don't have to be naive to be positive. Though the negative things are still there, you can choose to focus all of your energy on creating new goodness. No matter how difficult things are, there is always something good you can do. Lift life up and put more of the power of positive living in your world. That's good. That's good stuff right there. Because you know what? I believe, I truly believe that we can create our reality, even with the targeting. I I believe that. Now, call me a fool because I believe that. I really do. I believe that there is nothing that we cannot accomplish. And if we can't accomplish it, then God must have another plan for us because sometimes it's not even what we think we need. is what God knows that we need. And I really believe that we can create whatever we need. I think that we can bring ourselves up out of a bad situation and make that situation good. As long as your good intentions are there and you are truly, truly, truly trying to change something, it'll happen. I believe that. I believe it. I've seen it in my own life, and I encourage everybody to just just have your goals in mind and keep them at the forefront of your mind and work towards those goals every day. Chop at those goals a little bit, a little bit. And if your targeting is just, uh, if it's just too hard, you know, you didn't get any sleep, just do a little bit, just a little. When you're up at night because they're keeping you up at night, do something towards your goals. I bet they let you go to sleep then because they don't want you to accomplish your goals. But you have to keep trying. Just keep trying. I just really want to encourage somebody with that because we cannot give up. We cannot give up. Okay, we have about five or ten minutes if anybody wants to talk. Yeah. Um, some, is someone talking? No, that was feedback on Oregon's line. Sorry, Oregon, I, I muted you because your phone is fee, uh, has feedback. Go ahead, Jerome. Yeah, it's just my usual bellyache about um, these words that we use describing these people. Sounds way too powerful. We give them too much strength and too much energy. I don't like the word handler because when the word handle means that they're got you under control. I don't like that. No one has me under control, number one. And I don't like the word perp. It's a, it, it sounds too empowered. We give them too much power and too much energy, too much strength. These people are garbage. But what should we call these people? What should we call these people? Cowards. They're, God, they're, they're, they're cowards. They're criminals. They're, 
They're uh, they're outcasts. You know, they're 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 psychopaths. They're sociopaths. They are cowards, definitely. What kind of man? If it's a man doing it, and most victims are women. Okay, so what kind of person? What kind of man does that to a woman? You know, and what kind of what kind of society are we creating? You know, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the word handler is is like a animal handler in the CIA and NSA exactly. use that term to to define because they're they're supposed to handle you. Maybe they can't. Maybe you don't want them to. But that's their job. Well, their job is going to get to a punch in the sinuses. That's what they're going to get. That's what they deserve. They can have enjoy a- that. They can handle that. I hope. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Oh, they they love that. We're going to talk more about this handler thing. Um, that's a good um, thing that you brought up. I think that was Patrick brought that up. We'll talk more about that next week. Everybody do their research because we all have kind of different um, definitions, and I think they're all accurate. Actually, by the way, but um, I'm gonna go a little deeper into that. Okay. Because it's important. It's very important. It's very important for people to know. You know, when a handler is in their presence. Okay, I have another question that someone asked me, and I want to pose it to you guys in the few minutes that we have left. Do do you guys think that um, there's a possibility as a target to have true friends, or is everybody just associates in your mind? Yes. No, it's, it's possible to have true friends because I have uh, true friends that um, that I've known before. I don't before this targeting, and they're uh, they're true blue, and they're they're beside me. They give me, you know, support, and they uh, they help me out. They're they're good friends that I've known. And it's, it is extremely possible. So like I said, uh, it's, just a not, it's just a matter of uh, getting your life back and just understanding that uh, these people, in their mind, they think they control your, your, the every event of your life, but they do not. You can allow them to. But, you and know, so, you can Jerome, <laughs> so, Jerome, this is important. I, don't, I want to catch this before this call. Okay, so those friends you mentioned, they, did not turn, they have not turned on you. With this targeting, do they know about the targeting? Um, some are curious, but I, I don't, I don't tell them what's going on, you know. Okay. So, yeah, they. Well, see, they that's they, very important for us to know that not everyone turns on you. Not, and Lonnie has said that over and over, and that I want to bring that out though. Not everybody turns, so that's exactly. pretty good. That's good. You know, anything I was just going to say, since you're talking about friends, I've always heard this, and I believe it's true. In order to have friends, we need to really be one. And part of part of my not telling people all the details and everything is protecting them from becoming, you know, a target too. And that can happen. The same with loved ones. Um, it's it's sometimes it's better to let it go and deal with it yourself and talk to people like you guys uh, because I think these calls are important for that. That other friends might um, give you so much energy in trouble. And uh, somebody else said something like, know yourself. You were talking about if you know yourself, then you convey who you are with everything you do. It's consistent. And that's a way to attract people who have of the same like mind. I think that's important, too. Um, 
There are people who are grounded in God, and they know that no matter what they do, what they think, or what they're doing, there is one who knows exactly what's going on in their heart. If you find people like that and realize that, they're going to do the right thing <laughs> because they know whether they've been brought up or realized as an adult or find out later, God is God is there. He's the guy who is there. He's always there. He knows all the way, uh, all the way from our head to our toe, what's going on with us. So these folks think they're doing things in secret. They're not. <laughs> they're not. This is something that uh, everything will be out in the open one day, and if they don't know that yet, they're going to find out. So anyway, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you, Lonnie. Do the rest of you believe that you can have true friends? Or is everyone um, associates? It's kind of hard to form friendships. I mean, I have to be honest. It's kind of hard. <laughs> but it's possible. Yeah, I believe you can have true friends. I mean, I've had a couple. I still have a few. Um, but no. I see that they're being worked on, so, you know, go figure. You know, there's some people that I've known, like, for 40 years, like my some of my senseis, eh? Like, they've known me since I was, a, like, a young teenager, a young child, so I don't know. Good luck to them. They know me inside out. They're like a second parent. So turning these people there is going to be pretty well impossible because they've known me since very young. So those people are bona fide, and they're, they're, they're pretty well stable in your life, huh? And people that you've known before the targeting, uh, those those that's that's important. Just to understand that not everyone is going to be against you. That's right. So ne- next week I want to pick it up because um, Desmond Desmond said something. He said that he has true friends, but they're being worked on. So next week I want to pick it up on what are the signs because see this these conversations can help people who are curious to know, like, how do how do I know? How do I, you know, are there any hints that I might get that I'm missing that somebody's, you know, kind of turning? So I really would like to pick that up next week so we could talk about that more in depth. No problem. Mm-hmm. Last point, quick one. Um, the difference to know, you know, not to overwhelm the few friends you might have, you know, with too much complaint or stuff like that because, you know, I think they, they hurt when they hear that you're hurting, you know, and sometimes the way to deal with it is to back off and um, just be careful. Anybody that is newly aware that you're targeted, try not to wear out your friends with um, too much if you can. And understand, it's very important to understand that your friends and loved ones may not understand targeting. So many people, uh, they don't believe me. They don't believe, they they just truly don't understand because they're not, this is so complex. Like, we don't even understand half of it. It's so complex. So we cannot expect our friends and loved ones to understand what we're going through because this is your experience. It's not theirs. That's you right. know, it's just that something may be happening in their life that you don't truly understand. I mean, I, I knew people who were in domestic violence situations, and as much as I wanted to understand, I couldn't understand why those people wouldn't just walk away. I couldn't understand that, you know. I tried to do my own independent research, and I still couldn't understand it. But later I started to kind of understand 
you know, about the whole better woman syndrome. But I, I, I couldn't understand that. So I'm saying that to say that people don't understand just targeting. You know, they don't. Some some may, but a lot of them don't. So we have to be mindful of that too. They're not necessarily trying to be mean. It doesn't mean they're involved because they're saying they don't understand. They just truly don't. This is this is deep. <laughs> this is this is deep. This is something no one would even believe exists. I wouldn't. Right. If it wasn't happening to me, I wouldn't believe that this exists. Even though I'm an open-minded person, but I still never heard of this. Never heard of it. Never I just heard the other, the other night some of the people were talking on the call, and they said when it first started happening and they started understanding what was going on, they they were trying not to believe because this kind of thing is horrendous. It is widespread. It's evil. It's just uh, something that nobody wants to believe. So asking your friends to believe that when it's not happening to them is like asking them to relate to something that's totally out of their experience, for one thing, but totally out of the, the, the whole idea that this kind of thing can happen in this world is still a, a, is still a mystery to me. But, but, uh, and that so many people can be doing going so wrong right now. It's so hard for me to uh, fathom it. So asking people to, you're right. It's hard to hard to convince people. So. It's Slowly. you know a lot of it has to do with this um, fascism. The the uh, corporations are ruling us now, and they are very psychopathic in nature. You know, Just like to let say, you know, excuse me, James. We're going to cut off any second now, but you can go ahead and talk until we cut off. Thank you, everybody, so much for. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.